For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. It's hump day. No, 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 no. It is not hump. No, it is not hump day. No. It's March 1st, baby. March 1st is here. Well, you know how Philly is. Closer to warm weather. Yeah, you know how Philly is when it comes to March 1st. You know how Philly is. Well, we knew they would put in the shut up, man. It's already started. See what I mean, Rob? See? Already started. I know. The, the, that one's the, on Barrett. That one's not on you. For this what? is the reason why. This is the reason why I'm going back to D-Gun. <laughs> I tried. I gave it two. You can't survive in months. these streets not being D-Gun. You got to I mean, be D-Gun. You, you, you got to give me credit. I tried for two months. <laughs> I gave it two months. The old college tried for two months. And, and you know. It didn't work. You know, funny thing is, I agree with him 100%, but that ain't right. even more because I agree with him. Oh, so. it's je- it is jealousy because I know y'all were eating good, man. You know, like, y'all. So that's the only eating- reason you're jealous because we had good food. That's it. Bro, because you, you you was telling us all about us sending screenshots of it. You know, they got filet mignons, lobsters, not Scallop. just not filet mignon, but filet mignons, scallops, lobsters, mm-hmm. scallops. <laughs> and Did me I say Rob. scallops? Yeah, and me and Rob. Good in the neighborhood. Oh, me and Rob eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and oh, 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 oh. <laughs> not even. We, right. we, don't, we don't we don't get upset when you take time off and you have all these fabulous meals and you, you go on these great fishing trips and oh talking about the fishing trip you're about to go. We don't I'm get upset. Yeah, about to go on one, but I but oh, yeah. bro. I miss I miss days because I'm getting poked and prodded and playing with Legos. Nah, nah, that ain't no reason. Nah, that's not the only reason you miss days. Or 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 I'm going out to a college game in a yes. place. Okay. Where I go I go down to North Carolina and I gotta eat at the Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> Dude, that's an upgrade me? from White Castle. Seriously. That's an <laughs> I upgrade. Had, I ate White Castle this morning. No, you didn't. Honest to God. I expect you to be missing from at least one segment. <laughs> Be a late, be a late one. <laughs> I can see it right now. <clears throat> well, you know, Rob, I was bubble oh, go. <laughs> guts, as they say, they call it. Yeah. I hear you, man. I hear you. I can't so, believe today's Wednesday, man. Wednesday, yeah, man. baby. March first. This this March year is 1st. flying by, isn't it? It's flying by. Yeah. So far, so good, man. Yep. Combine is there. 
Um, I got this new thing. I get, I get to watch all the. I just get to watch all the. NBC hooked it up for me. I get to watch all the college football players and everything that I want to watch now. Unbelievable. Nice. Unbelievable. Okay. They okay. went out and spent money on me, bro. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm breaking it down, all the way down. Bob Tyler spent some money on you. Well, you're right. <laughs> you're I, got new, I got a new project, and I got this thing now where I can, um, I can take, uh, I take, um, it, it comes with a laptop and a and a big screen, like a you know a 70, 70 inch TV. Oh, just seventy. Okay. And I can write. No, it's, it, they got it up there. It, it's in the. I can write on it. I mean, I can, I can, I can. Oh, uh, all right. And Telestrator. And Telestrator. Yeah, I got that. I got that now. Like that, man. Like it's that. In the I fold. What is that on the show set or is that just that near your on office? On the show because... set. Yeah. The okay. Big homie is making it happen now. Oh, it took him how many years? <laughs> 25. <laughs> but who's counting? 26, actually, in September. Um, so what's up, everybody? We see you. Oh, we see you. Man. We see you, Jeremy, PTB, Andres, Mood Swing, Bella. Oh, look at look at look, look at Niners all damn day. <laughs> He's putting he the effort. effort. I know. Young gamer, a dog, <laughs> Eagles realist, uh, fitness rebel, Chris D. Our girls, uh, everybody hanging out. We're, uh, we're we're glad to be with you today. We have Mark Jackson. Uh, speaking of NBC Sports Philadelphia, he's going to be joining us at two o'clock. Mark does uh, in studio pre and post game work and halftime as well. Uh, for NBC Sports Philadelphia, along with our friend Amy Fadul and the coach Jimmy Lydum. So we'll talk to Mark uh, coming up at 2 because the Sixers have another big one tonight, guys, against the Heat. They've lost two in a row, Boston and the Heat, and the city is basically like, you are what we thought you were. So we'll talk to Mark about that. Uh, is that fair? Do. Is that fair, Rob? I know you said you said that. You commented on that yesterday, and I thought about it. I don't know if that's fair, man. I mean – Barrett, look, I, I waved the flag that we should give them a chance. This is a new group. I, t- I remember okay. after the Memphis game, I yeah, said, look, this yeah. team looks different and all that. And I, and I, but I, I got to be honest with you, man. I'm, I'm having a hard time defending them right now. I sort of feel like I do with Gannon after the Super Bowl. Like, I, I think that um, it, it's uh, maybe it's recency bias, but I, it feels like we're setting ourselves up for failure again here. Right, um, right, but, right. you know, again, I, I look, we'll, we'll find out. They're going to have to prove it right now because this stretch is a big boy stretch, and and they're going to be playing some really good teams. Think about this: they got Miami tonight and Dallas tomorrow. Right, right. Do I I hear a little uh, tenseness in your tone? Yes. When it comes to your Sixers, yes, yes. Wait, wait, wait. really, bro? You didn't hear him yesterday. He started. It started out yesterday, and I kind of just let it flow. Wow. I just let it go, but I I heard it yesterday, and I remember I told you guys that I think they're going to win the next three games. And then they're gonna lose. Yeah, you did say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to talk to you next Monday. But oh, that, oh, wait. Are you on the show next Monday? I don't know. Is it one of your days off? I gotta check. Let me see. Uh, are you Are you here next Monday? Wow. Jeez, man. I'm here. I'm here Monday. I'm Monday. I'm here Tuesday. Oh, uh-huh. I'm flying out Wednesday. Oh, okay. Thursday, all right. So, Friday, all right. So two days next week. Okay. Monday. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. All right. No problem. I don't no deserve, problem. bro. Uh, do what you gotta do. Right, no go problem. Right, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, don't get mad at me, bro. You oh. see what? It, you know what it is. You know, oh, Derek. Oh, I already oh. know what it is, Derek. What I already is know it? What, it is. what is it, Barrett? Because before the grandkids, uh huh, you were able to do what you needed to do. Now, if you can't, you know, have grandkids, will travel. And I understand that. Have grandkids, will travel. So they they occupy your time now. How'd you know? It's true. Because 
I'm, I was talking to my son yesterday, and he said, yeah, Pops, I think I'm going to be up there with you in about another year, year and a half. And that means if he comes up here, that means I'll have my youngest daughter's, you know, she, she's um, pregnant now. Yep. So I'll have my granddaughter or grandson. When, when, when does she do? When's the, uh, when's the big day? She's due in July. Okay. But she has a gender reveal on the 24th. Uh-huh. 24th. So, yes, yeah, so we don't know what's going on yet. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, so your son's going to move from St. Louis to where you live? So my son lives in Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. He said, okay. he said Pops, I'm tired of being here. Um, you know. You're going to have the whole crew, man. The whole. the whole. Right, right. All so right. he's going to move back up here. And, I mean, I know he's going to have to stay with me the first couple of months until he finds him somewhere to stay. So next month or year or whatever it's going to take. So I'll have my two grands, my 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 grandson. He's he he's seven, mm-hmm. and then my granddaughter. She's three. So how many so, grandkids will you have in your immediate vicinity? In another year and a half, I'll have all three. But I mean, in in come July, I'll just have my grandbaby. Uh, you might, you might as well July. sell your boat. I know, I know, I know, man. What he's saying to you is, Gunner, he's got to get it in now. I know, I know, I agree. See, this this crept up on me. I'm telling you, now now my oldest grandson is four, Uh but this crept up on me because, you know, my wife and I always say, you know, when we have grandkids, we can't rate the babysit them, we can't wait to do this. Hey, man, I I knew it was going to be like an everyday thing. Bro, but it's it's so much fun, though, man. It is so it much It is fun. until you get vomited on. <laughs> it is until you change your diaper and you look up. It's all over the mat. Oh, hey, 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 what's it? Yeah, you got to control this. I know well, you're see, only two days old. You got to control this. You got to incorporate them into it. Rob, just wait, Rob. I, like, I'm like my boat, I'm good with my, you know what I'm saying? I'm good for, like, when my boat, the yeah, boat that stays in, 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 um, the boat that stays in, 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 in Wildwood at Schooner yes. Island. Yeah, it's good because like I had my I had my grandson out this summer and he's gonna help me again. Perfect. Wax the boat down. He like wax it down so I get it ready to get in. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't he was number he was in a way more so than anything. But he's got to help with that. And then you know put in the water and we just keep it there. Now my other boats, my fishing boats, the fishing fishing the hardcore fishing boats. Those boats, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to take them out as much because you know, no, you not grandkid. Mm-mm. You, I, I'm, you're probably right. You're, you're yeah. absolutely right. Hey, hold up, Fitness Rebel and Chris D. You see this? Uh oh, D Gun starting on Barrett early today. Yeah, Fitness, yep, Fitness yep. Rebel. Hold up, Fitness <laughs> Rebel. Another day, D Gun choosing violence. Get him, Barrett. But see, they didn't hear off the top of the show how you attacked me first. They didn't hear that part. They just jumped on when they heard me retaliate. But that's okay. If they're in Barrett's it's corner, it's like that. New it's Barrett, like that, though. Little we Barrett is nurturing. You learn what on the field? That you know, it's never the guy that does the the the, the oh no, the initial. Lick. That's right. You know, right. It's, it's it's the after the retaliation that they see. That's right. You know what I'm saying exactly. That's what it is. But see, Life. Barrett, I'm fine with that. I don't mind being Darth Vader. <laughs> well, you look, know me? look at Kevin you know Samara. Me? You're right, man. How many car seats fit in your back of my? You're right, dude. Time, I have two at one time. Sometimes, <laughs> and let me tell you something. These these newfangled car seats. Yeah, yeah. I feel dumb. Trying to strap kids in. You got buttons here. My wife went out and bought one, paid almost $400 for this thing. She keeps in her car. It has a swivel seat. So if the baby, you know, when the babies are small, you have to have the back turned yeah, to the front. Yeah, they got to turn front. Yeah, when they get yeah. to a certain age, you can turn it this way, back to Right. Oh, dude, straps, buttons, all this stuff. And then my kids are reprimanding me. Dad, how many times do we have to show you this? I'm thinking, oh, up here, who the, who the parent, who the kid here? Right, right, right. 
And I feel dumb. Well, see, you, you get man. to take you get to take them fishing though. You can you can you can incorporate them into fishing. You got to start them early though. You got to start them early. Tina won't let me take cruise unless she goes. She, she I'm like, what? No, you, and he can only go if I go. I'm like, what? Okay. Sounds good to me. That's one less one less dude I got to chase chase up and down the shore or, or pull a hook out of the rocks or the weeds. See, I don't but, understand that because, you know, Tina's right there with you all the time. Yes, and we raise them. We right. Raise them. Like See, we don't know like we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Here's the, worst, here's, the, here's the worst part, though. My oldest daughter had two, ki- two kids. She had two kids in less than 14 months. So the diaper diaper sizes are close. You know, one's, one's 18 months, the other one's six months. They got diapers. I got to look at the color of the diaper. Is it a Mickey Mouse diaper or a Donald Duck to determine which baby gets which? I'm, t- I'm, at I'm like, she goes, Dad, it's really simple. That's Mickey Mouse. It's for, for Ariana. And this one over here is for Eli. And I'm like, it looked the same to me. Right, right. right. So, the, so the other day, I accidentally started putting the six-month-old diaper on the 19-month-old. I couldn't figure out why she was saying, stop it. Stop it. Like, I couldn't I couldn't fasten it. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Rob, I know you didn't expect the show to derail like no, I this. Did not. Hey, it's no, what I, we I, do, I didn't Rob. imagine diaper talk. Uh, yes, right, Rob, it's bro. what we do. I hear it's what we it is. do. It is. Uh, like I look, I'm driving home and 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 you know, my grandson, he decides every time when I'm driving home that he wants to call me. Cause he knows exactly he knows I get off at six thirty. And when I get off at six thirty, I'm off. So when I get off at six thirty, I'm in the car right. by six thirty-five, right? And headed, headed out the fence, going leaving the, the Wells Fargo yes. Center. Yep. So he calls you, hey, pop, 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 pop. I said, "What's up, man? Did you know that they got a new video game?" I said, "No, I didn't know." Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me tell you about it. I said, "I don't play video games." Yeah, but you know, just in case you wanted to get uh-huh. it so you could play it with me, uh-huh. so I'm gonna get it to play with you all the way in Atlanta. Cause you don't like these days. You don't buy the disc like we had to buy the disc or the cartridge right. or something. Oh, right, you know, yeah. like we had to blow. Yeah, blow the yeah, yeah. They theirs come programmed. Like you, you, you buy a, um, you buy it and the it software, just downloads. Yeah, yeah download software, software and it downloads yeah. on the computer. So they, they they don't need to have it. You know, they don't need to yeah, have the physical right. copy there. Yeah, I'm like that's, that, bro. They just want to get every single dime of your money, don't they? They sure do. Oh, my grandson. Uh, will you be making ribs today? No, not today. Why? But I want some. I'm like, you, you ain't getting them today, bro. I'm sorry. Or at four years old, everything now is why. Either two things. Why? Or But I want it. I said, yeah. I said your mom said you can't have But I want it. And I sit there and he'll ask, he'll ask his mom and dad if he could have like uh, one of the ICs or, or something. And they'll say, no, you already have one. That's enough. This little joker sneaks around that corner, comes around. Doctor, let's go outside and get an icy and don't say anything. <laughs> like, what? I'm already in enough trouble every day. I, you ain't getting me. Wait till they get older. Oh my god. Well, hey, on, on another topic. On another topic. Yeah. When are we going um, skeet shooting again, bro? I gotta talk to Job, my son. We gotta get Rob on this. But, Rob, you gotta go with us, bro. We're Rob, you ever shoot. shot a gun? No. You gotta come oh, out, man. Oh, I didn't want. I went out. out I thought that I went out and bought yeah. me a shotgun. Now I'm going. We go shotgun. One time, bro, and I hate to say it, man, but Josh, he was just playing around. I thought he was just playing around. My, my playing around. I said, Look, Josh. Yeah. He says, "Uh, watch this. I'm about to hit two at one time." And boom, one went up, and the other one went, and he pow! Right at the exact moment they were crossing by each other, he shot both of them at the same Damn. time. Oh yeah, I was that's like, why, "That's why I don't mess with him." 
I was like, damn. You didn't he, see the video. I, I, I don't trust yeah. Rob with a gun either. That's why Rob has never shot a gun. Okay. See, <laughs> and I, you, I agree with you, Gigi. That, that time we the time we went out for my son-in-law's uh, bachelor party, that was he wanted to go skeet shooting. It's this incredible range in nowhere, Maryland. I'm talking about this was an area like they probably used it to make a remake of Deliverance. Right. That's well, out, out in the woods. Well, like they said, don't say no black folks, but there was none out there. Ain't none out there, but me, me Barry, and, 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 <laughs> and my son Jordan, that was it, Jack. Right. That was it. Hey, hey, if we hey, if something went down, we were history that day. But right, right. we were surrounded by good people, man. My, my great people, loves, man. great people, man. They, great you know, people. But you see the video where he put the gun over his shoulder and said, "Pull," and the skeet goes up in the air. He has his gun laying over his shoulder, shoots it in the air over his shoulder like this. Like I'm like, wow, really, bro? Oh, it's okay. crazy. So but I had wow. to go out and get me one. So I got me one now. So I got, I haven't even shot it yet because I'm supposed to go with you guys. Got Where's to go who? with you guys. No, no, man. You know what? You can't go because see, you antagonize me too much. It's only March. You in two months, you've gotten under my skin. Uh, matter of fact, when we do decide to go, and Josh said, "Hey, did you call Barrett?" I'm gonna say, "Oh yeah, I called him. He said he couldn't go." No, Let's go. no, because you know, Josh going. He gonna call me because Josh, me and me and Josh talk all the time. I know, but I'm gonna tell him. I'm gonna tell Josh. He changed his number. <laughs> oh, I got it planned out already. I'm gonna tell you right now. So. Oh my goodness. Oh man, man But I'm that's sorry. what it was love about. But hey. All right. So let's let's uh, wait, wait, right, let's things. get it. Let's get it back. Right, let's, let's get talk back some, to sports. Let's okay. Talk something here. Uh, wanna, who wants to talk sports, man? Family's more important. Good point. Good point. Good <laughs> all right, point. Rob, okay, Rob. This take is control, an, please. All right, this is an unfamily like move by uh, C.J. Gardner Johnson. So uh, uh, Elliot Sher Parks had a clip of Jonathan Gannon explaining what what happened in the Super Bowl, and I thought in the in the clip, basically, you know, taking a lot of responsibility anyway. So C.J. Gardner Johnson. I guess quote tweets the uh, the the soundbite um, that that Gannon put out there, which I thought was interesting that he that he reacted uh, in this way uh, because Gannon was was essentially just just talking about hey look we we all got to do a better job all this other stuff anyway so C J Gardner Johnson put a tweet out saying you ain't put us in a position to make plays mm-hmm. then he deleted it then he said I'm going to bed so that was all this morning. Um, all right, here's my reaction to it first. C.J. Gardner-Johnson had the best year of his career this year. Absolutely, out of that. Uh, as did a lot of guys, which means a lot of guys made a lot of money uh, with Jonathan Gannon as a defensive coordinator. I'm taking nothing away from the talent you got, these guys have. They're clearly talented players. But it's a weird shots fired when Gannon wasn't even blaming anybody. This was not – if you listen to the clip, he's not saying, hey, man, players didn't make plays. What do you want me to do? It wasn't like that. It was basically, no, I feel bad. Pull, he didn't pull a Chip Kelly. He didn't. He said, you know, look, I, I feel responsibility to the city, to Mr. Lurie, to Nick. I forget what else he said. I'm paraphrasing. But basically, it was just like, yeah, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. It didn't work out. And, yeah, and he fell on know, the sword. I, yeah, it felt bad about it. And then CJGJ fires that up. I, like, I love the guy. I think it's pretty weak, personally. That, that's just me. I know everybody's going to love it. Because he's look, crapping look, on you, Gannon. You, you just blew up the chat. You just blew it That's up. That's okay. Good. Right. They're going fire. But uh, you know what? And, and, and I understand, I understand um what you're saying. But still, the players a lot of the times make coaches look good. Yeah. True. And that's one of those it, this, you know, when you're on the biggest stage, you have to make the coach, even though the coach may call a bad call, you have to play above and beyond and make sure that whatever he calls works. And that's it in a nutshell. That's it at the end of the day. You're not going to get every call right. 
You know what I'm saying? And that's not me being on Gan Wagon or anything like that. That has nothing to do with that. <laughs> you know what? Simoleon, I, I think a lot of people would agree with you. Um, hey, look, for sure. look here. CJ made play. CJ was only play on defense and made plays in the second half. Yeah, he came up and lit up. Uh, and then he, what hard about hit. an open field tackle down the in the flats? If he mm -hmm. misses that tackle, uh, who was who was had the ball? Was it was it Pacheco who had the, caught mm -hmm. the it was pass? Pacheco. I mean, he made a nice open field tackle. Both hits with Pacheco, huh? Yeah, both <laughs> yeah. plays Pacheco would have still been raw. Would still been running. Um, he made he made a couple of plays, but you know what? I. I applaud Gannon for taking the high road saying it's it was on me as much as anybody. Right. But I will also agree with what Rob is saying. You made plays all season long. You were this vaunted defense. You found a way to get it done. On the biggest of stages, 11 guys on the field went, <coughs> okay? Yes. yes. Couldn't get to the quarterback receivers want to ride open in the middle of the field, out in the flats. You let them walk up and down the field and score every time they touch the ball in the second half. So how much of that is on you? You with your 70 sacks, your, 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 your pass defense, your fewest points allowed, how much of that is on you that you gave up? Was it, what did they have, 38? You gave up 31 out of the 38 points. Right. You gave up on the biggest game of the season 31 points so how much do you do you put it on yourself as well there's two parties that fall the best thing cj could have done was say absolutely nothing because see now it's a conversation um you're right um i you gotta put it you gotta you gotta accept that responsibility also just like they said, the field condition. I understand the rush couldn't get there because guys were falling. They're trying to turn the corner. They couldn't. The feet slipping from underneath. Them. Understand that. But their defense, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs defense was also on the same field. Now, I can also say that they adjusted because they started sending a blitz from the interior. And it's hard when you're running a straight line to fall. If you're running on the outside, you fall because you don't have the right footing. You yep. just slide off in. So what he did was he blitzed everybody from the middle. That way is you're just going straight ahead. True. You know what I'm saying? Straight ahead. And that's you know that, that's different. But at the end of the day, great players make good coaches look great. That's true. You know what I'm saying? And I agree with you about the edge rushes, but how many times did that uh you want to talk about straight ahead rushing? Your your D tackles press the pocket. How many times during the season we see that them collapse in the pocket? Why exactly. couldn't they do it in this game? I don't know. I don't yeah, care don't if know. you're playing on ice skates. If one well, they, they, they did do that. that, they did do that. They did they did rush them up the middle. And, but he just he would sidestep because the rushers on the outside okay. would fall down, yep. and that's how he was able to leak yeah, out. Side was on the ground a lot, okay, okay. a whole lot. In fact, uh, in fact, he started whooping his the tackle started whooping his ass on top of him. That's right. That's right. That's what you do. Yeah, he's smart. Was, smart by their he, guy. He laid on top of him like it was a mattress, man. Yeah, but but here's my thing. Like everybody wears that. Like everybody. I I, I look. I thought Gannon was terrible in the Super Bowl, but. There were too many players on that side of the ball that didn't make plays either. It's just, it's a weird thing, man. Like you're a free agent now. I'm not sure how that benefits you. He must clearly have some, some pent up issues with Gannon, obviously, but yes, I, you know, I would also look at it if, if from his standpoint and say, man, I, I made a lot of money off of this season, but I guess guys don't look at it that way. I don't know. And why would you wait three weeks after two after the game to make a comment like that? Two, three right. weeks. Why yeah. would you do that? Oh, strange. Strange. Now, so here's the thing. So you got a new you got a new DC in place. You're gonna have new teammates in place. 
is it was this a prelude of what could possibly be coming from him if he stays here when things don't go wrong you start leaking little things here and there like that again because that's not that culture that we talk about with this eagles locker room that they want in the locker room you don't hear play think about it you don't hear players doing this in the eagles locker room well two things i i i'm sorry but i hear about it from players i don't repeat what i hear yeah but you don't hear players publicly putting stuff out there like that whether things are going good or bad no i i look i i think two things i take away from this one the eagles clearly won again and back they offered him an extension and a raise so they thought that much of him they've hired somebody now in sean desai who is similar in his uh if you want to call it lack of aggression however you want to look at it he's not a big blitzer either so does that mean that cj gardner johnson would not want to be back here because you're playing in a similar scheme? Is this the writing on the wall for him? Does he know he's gone? Uh, is he firing off because of that? I don't know. There's a lot of different ways to look at it. If, if he wasn't just being emotional and jumping in there. And again, if you listen to it, there wasn't anything to be offended by if you're a player by what Gannon was saying. This was not no, Chip Kelly back no, in the day. No. You nope. know, playing it on the players. It's it's a it's a strange reaction. And again, I, I get it. The fans are going to applaud him for it. I just thought it was kind of weird. I, that's the way I look at it. You make a comment like that, like right after a game in the heat of the motion when the adrenaline is really flowing. When you make mistakes like that, um, even if you feel it, you, 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 it's the strongest heartfelt feeling. You don't wait two or three weeks after the fact and then all of a sudden say that. So, And, and I wonder, first of all, he says it. Now, you know, once it's on Twitter, even when you delete it, it's already out there. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Somebody got it like within seconds of you tweeting it. Bro, so. I mean, that's what happens all the time. I, I teach kids all the time, you know, when I go out and speak to these kids, even in even in high school, I say, look, once you hit send, it's privileged to 7 billion people in the world. You can't right. take it back. It's out there. You never bring it back. So make sure what you're representing, you really want to represent. When Gannon's falling on the sword, let that man fall on the sword. You know what I'm saying? He shouldn't have said nothing. But hey, I can't say that. I'm talking to a guy that's about to get millions, sure, no millions. Doubt. No doubt. You know no what I'm doubt. saying? But still, uh, you don't do that, man. I mean, let me hit you with one other one. It's it, it's interesting. Um, the the sod father has spoken. <laughs> George Toma, okay, who who just retired, I guess, stepped away from his NFL duties, but he was the guy who has done the NFL super. Was it 27 straight years? Whatever it's been, maybe mm-hmm. it's longer than that. I don't know. Uh, but. Um, Basically, the way that he explained what happened with the turf at the Super Bowl was uh, they, they did all the proper treatment to it and, and watered it on Wednesday before the game. So Wednesday before the Sunday game. Outside. His claim is they then, after watering it, put it immediately inside instead of letting it sit out and dry out and get the sun and, and everything that, you know, that, that comes with that. They put it right inside the dome. Okay which meant it never dried properly. As the week went on, he was getting complaints from people saying it smelled, felt like it was rotten, uh, that it was everything was loose. And after figuring that out, I don't know what day, Friday or Saturday, the man in charge, Ed Mangan, who was the NFL field director, should have seeded the field to try to soak up some of the moisture uh, that was in the grass. This is according to George Toma. Now, Toma has resigned from the NFL. He, he basically is, is out of Fs. He doesn't give any more Fs, so he's going to say whatever he wants. 
And he also doesn't like that his reputation was besmirched because he's never had issues before. Like I don't this. blame him. I don't right, blame right, him. Right. So he's basically saying, I did what I always do. It's not the rye grass. It's not the way it was prepared. This was good to go. You know, Wednesday, I, I do what I do. And then they're supposed to do the right thing. And he said that there were even people saying to him, hey, th- this is not right. You need to do X, Y, and Z. And the guy was basically like, I got it. All right. <laughs> well, as someone who has laid rolls of many rolls of sod in his life and reseeded, there's something to the fact that if if you don't if you don't properly treat it in some wise, um, it, it retains moisture to a point that you do get a smell to it. This grass was a combination of a Bermuda and rye, and it's the type of grass used exclusively in areas like Arizona because of the heat. This type of grass withstands the heat. It would have dried up immediately if, if, if they had rolled that field out the way they were supposed to, according to what he, this guy is saying. It would have dried up. It was in the 80s, man. It, it would yeah. have dried up within an hour. Yeah. You know, so yeah. the fact, and I've heard stories about they put a tarp over it. Why would you put a tarp over it? They did. They did do that. Yeah. Why, apparently, why, so. why would you? I don't know. You How's this to, guy you, in charge? You know? The biggest stage ever. Now the you overwater it because ever. you wanted to you wanted you want to expedite the growth of the grass, but this is something that should have been done months in advance, not a couple weeks in advance. Arizona season ended January eighth. You should immediately start the transition. Then you had a whole month before the actual game was going to be played. Okay, now I'm I'm thinking they started what weeks before the Super Bowl, making a transition. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, that's not enough time. You know, and then on top of that, you got all that spray paint on top of it as well, which makes it even slicker. As we saw both teams sliding, like you were looking at the Disney ice capades, you know. Um, so hopefully they've learned a lesson. Like I said, I, and I can't say it enough. Thank goodness nobody suffered a severe injury like a knee, ankle, something like that. Because those are the type of services you very easily could have snapped ACL and Achilles, anything. So they, yeah. they got lucky in that regard that everybody yeah. walked off their field safe. Yeah, the league is quite fortunate, that's for sure. All right, so we have a lot to dive into here when we come back. Um, Mark Jackson at 2 o'clock, but Brian Johnson, Sean Desai. I knew we had Mark Jackson at 2 o'clock. Huh? I knew we had Mark Jackson at 2 o'clock. They are official. Now, uh, Sean Desai. uh, You know how Rob is. I know. Well, here's something else I know. Uh, people are going to be thrilled to hear the blitz percentage for Sean Desai if they if they love Jonathan Gannon. You're as right. Much as they did. Rob, they're about thrilled the, yeah. with this when I right. tell you what, what, how right. much he blitzes when we come back. <laughs> so we'll dig into that. Uh, a lot of other stuff to get into. Some of the things Howie said yesterday, what Nick Sirianni said, what the future is with Denard Wilson, uh, other other promotions that the Eagles gave in house. There's a lot to get into. And we got a whole NFL segment coming up at 1 o'clock. We'll talk some Sixers with Mark Jackson. We'll talk some Phillies. Painter pitches today, guys. He makes his debut. Uh, Flyers finally realized they should be selling. It only took them, I think, 15 to 20 years to realize that. So we will get into all those things. Can we just we stop come- the show at 1 o'clock so we can watch watch uh, Painter pitch? I don't, we- I don't know if it's on. What? How I'm do you not sure. have this kid on TV today? Everybody wants to see this kid. I- they don't black out games in uh- – they or just no, don't show X amount of game. Yeah, they only yeah, show like I, thirteen. I, I'm yeah. not saying it's not on. I I'm not. Sh- I don't. 
I don't want to say for sure. I don't think it is, but I'm not 100% sure. Barrett, in a commercial break, call your people over at NBC and ask how they televise in this game today. <laughs> call your people. Yes. All right. You know, so do something positive it. instead of ripping people all morning. Wow. All right. All right. Uh, let me sneak oh, one in here, and we will come back and hit a lot of stuff. we got a lot to do. Man. I ain't coming to... back, man. You're not coming I'm back, done. Derek Stunt. I, I knew I he do. wasn't coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go anywhere, people. Oh. You don't know what you're going to get from segment to segment. That's for sure. It's been an interesting one so oh, far on the first day of March. He's Derek. He's Barrett. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, we're going to tell you about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because – Look, it took me forever to find the right person to trust with my hard-earned money, which, you know, in a lot of ways dictates your future, right? But I finally did find the right person, and I want you to have that right person as well. And that's Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. Whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, look, you may not be happy with what you have right now, and you're looking at saying, I could do better than this. Well, Jim is the man to reach out to. Again, I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers to Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Give him a call, 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. could also email him, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. fans were cut from a different cloth born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life we believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible while we may be from different neighborhoods come sunday we are one and we will be heard Pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi, I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing, the second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online.
My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. hanging out with you on this wednesday it is the first day of march 2023 uh hopefully warm weather is coming our way we're gonna have daylight savings before you know it sun will be out a little bit later it was out to like six last night so that was kind of nice oh man. uh getting warmer. Well. getting warmer we're inching closer there all right so let, let's hit a couple things here guys so um brian johnson is official Sean Desai is official. Both Howie and Nick Sirianni yesterday at the Combine acknowledged as much. Uh, so let's start with uh, with Brian Johnson. We know he's the quarterback's coach. He's 36 years old. He has a, a long, rich history with Jalen Hurts, dating back to Jalen being three years old and Brian playing for his father in, uh, in the Houston area, playing high school football for his father. He takes over. He moves his way up. He has called plays before. He has been an offensive coordinator before at the college level. Uh, they have elevated a couple of guys. Alex Tanny has been promoted to quarterbacks coach. Uh, he was the assistant QB coach, offensive assistant last year. Marcus Brady is now a senior offensive assistant. He was the Colts OC uh, with Frank Reich in 21 and 22. TJ Paganetti is now the uh, running backs, uh, running game specialist, assistant tight end coach. Uh, Brian Johnson will call plays. So a little nugget that we did find out as well. Uh, Nick acknowledged this yesterday. They did also interview Nate Schielhaas, who was the offensive coordinator from Iowa State. Nick and uh, Matt Campbell, who's Iowa State's coach, have a have a relationship that goes way back. Those two uh, are extremely tight, and he talked about how much respect he has for the program and the way that offense is run. He was the uh, Schielhaas was there, I believe, with Purdy when when Purdy was the quarterback there. Anyway, but it, that we hadn't heard any other names, so that's why that's I, I think of interest there on the offensive side. Um, also of note, and I'm going to get to sign in one second, but the Eagles will get compensation if either Brian Johnson or Sean Desai are hired for head coaching gigs because of the Rooney rule. Uh, Johnson being an African-American, Desai being an Indian-American, that, that they would qualify under the Rooney rule to get compensation for those guys. All right, so there's that. Uh, uh, hold on a second. Yes. I also did not know that uh, Nick didn't know damn near half his staff that he hired – uh, when he got the job, I didn't know that. Hmm. In other words, that it was at the Eagles' behest, or no? What? He interviewed them. Oh, but I thought you, when you interview coaches and the staff, you interview guys that you were, came up through, or you you were Some, around. A lot of times you that. do, you do, but you also yeah. bring in a fresh, you you also bring in fresh approach. You know, in a job like that, when you get that kind of job, you want to listen to any and everybody because something right. may jump out at one that may not jump out at the other you know so a lot of times coaches will hire uh, assistants they have they're not very familiar with you know that that caught me off guard because yeah i always think that coaching is is the good old boy system you bring your boys up through the ranks you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying like to me to me that was kind of new that he said that like he didn't know the linebacker coach um before he hired him you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying usually it's word of mouth or 
you know somebody who knows somebody that brings them in. I did not know that. That you know that kind of that kind of surprised me. Uh, you know that they did it that way. I mean, yeah, it, I, I really kind of like that he wasn't tied to every one of these guys. Right, right, yeah. right, right. I mean, it gave a new and fresher perspective. You know, so they they uh they've they've went on and 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 changed the coaching staff. You know, because up until yesterday, it had the old coaching staff there. Well, now the new coaching staff is up there now. Well, who's ever new now? Like the new, the guys that are in new positions to uh to 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 be coaches now. So, mm-hmm. no, I, I, I'm with you. I think, I, and that is an interesting point uh, to note uh, when it comes to that. Yeah, um, it's changing. Office coordinators now, Brian. I mean, it's everything is everything is everything right now. So, it, it, you know, and, and and the new coaches they have as far as uh um. In, in, in different positions now, uh, guys that have been accelerated or, or brought up through the ranks and that are that are there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, no question. All right, so Desai gets hired. So his history is he was the last year he was the assistant coach, assistant head coach, and defensive coach with the Seahawks. Before that, he spent nine years with the Bears. Uh, last couple as as the defensive coordinator. Um, and it runs a you know a scheme where there, there's not it's not really absolutely defined it's kind of a hybrid three four base zone uh, you know it, it's kind of what he likes to do it's it's the Vic Fangio school of of, of coaching but let me give you some numbers here so in the size year as as the defensive coordinator under Matt Nagy the Bears blitzed 123 times that's tw- that was 29th in the league. Um, but 11 times more than the Eagles that year who ranked 31st last year in Seattle. Again, he wasn't the defensive coordinator, but they blitzed just 95 times second fewest in the league by comparison, uh, 51 times fewer than the Eagles. The Eagles were 17th, by the way, they were almost right there in the middle in terms of blitzing uh, just to put it in perspective in Fangio's three years as the Broncos head coach. And again, the side comes from the Fangio branch. Denver blitzed 400 times, fourth fewest in the NFL. I bring all this up because this is not going to be Jim Johnson. It's not going to be Buddy or Bud Carson. It's going to be 3-4 base, mixing it up, zone coverage, too high safety shell, coverage is geared towards not giving up the big play just because that's who he is, and that's what he believes in. Now, will he put his own twist on stuff? Yes, I think so. And do you always have to take into account the personnel that you have? Yes, you do. And that dictates sometimes what you do. But I think at the core, this is what Nick Sirianni wants, what Howie Roseman wants. This is how the Eagles want their defense to be, not a blitz-heavy defense. I can't I can't get too jacked up about this hiring, and that's not a knock against him. But just based on his history – when you look at when he was the coordinator, and I and I mentioned this to you guys yesterday, I understand why they didn't blitz much in Seattle because they didn't have the defensive personnel. But I ran off the names they had a defense, especially at the linebacking position when he was in Chicago with Roquan Smith and Khalil Mack. And when you tell me those numbers, I can't get excited about that. You, I'd have been blitzing the heck out of them dudes all day long. To be honest with you, now, and when you talk about playing zone defense, I've never been a big fan of zone. I like to see guys play more press coverage, more bump, bump and run, man to man. You know, um, like like a like a like a Chargers defense plays. You know, I, I'm I'm not against the hire because you got to hire somebody. 
I'm just like, I'm a wait, I'm in wait and see mode. And we'll talk about him from now until the season starts, as well as everything else going on with this team. But I am very, I'm very down the middle right now on this hire until I see what he does implement it. Because from what you're telling me, another defensive coordinator with a philosophy, not a scheme. I don't want to see a lot of zone. I don't want to see my DBs playing five to seven yards consistently off of receivers. I don't, yeah, I've seen enough of that. Let me give you a quote from Vic Fangio when he was asked when he got, and this is from Ruben Frank's story, NBC Sports Philadelphia. I want to give Ruben credit for this. Uh, But when Fangio was hired in Denver, uh, excuse me, in Miami, this is what he had to say Um, regarding blitzing. Okay. Um, Quote, if you have to, that's not a great feeling. You want to do it when you want to on your own terms. Look, I agree with that, man. If you're blitzing all the time, you got nothing. You're desperate. It, I it, it, all the time. No, but I'm not. I know you're not saying that. Yeah. I'm saying like for for people who want him, for what for one a coordinator blitzing all the time, it, it, you better have unbelievable coverage men first of all. Um, and it, there is a lot of risk to it. But Barrett, I'm curious where you're at with this. I'm trying to because I want to I want to explain. I want to really explain what you know. What's going to happen? Um, kind of like what you see in Pittsburgh right now. And pre- to me, Pittsburgh is a pretty good defense. But the basis of when you when you have a 3-4 defense, and why they say it's a, you know, it looks like they're blitzing a lot, but they're not. They're always sending four guys to the quarterback. They're always rushing four guys. But the way conceptually how you got to look at it is on the 3-4 system, you got a guy that's head up on the nose, head up on the center the nose guard. Then on the outside, on the tackles, you have defensive ends. And I, and, and if you already know this on the stream, I, you know, I'm just, you know, for people that may not know what um, three, four is and, and why you think, why, why bringing pressure doesn't always look like blitzing players. They may look like it, but it's not. You got two guys head up that are defensive ends on the tackles, line up, head up on the tackles. And then you had defensive uh, linebackers on the outside of them. One may be over a tight end. One would be over an overhang or nobody over him. Now, what makes that defense look like it's blitzing? They're only going to bring four. So when they say bring four, it might be both defensive ends, the nose, and an outside defensive um, uh, linebacker. They'll bring them and drop the other linebacker on the opposite side. Or they might bring the nose, bring the Mike linebacker, bring a defensive end and bring the other defensive end. They're only sending four, but it looks like a blitz because the linebacker came. So it's not going to look like to the offensive line. It looks like a blitz to us. Mm -hmm. So that's where you get a lot of the confusion because when you have that, the the defense being even being even, meaning you have guys over the tackles, one guy over the nose, two linebackers that are a lot of the linebacker depth over the guards and two outside linebackers. So to us, it looks like it's the same, but they're bringing four guys from different places. So that's why it looks like a blitz. That's what's confusing to an offensive line because you don't know who's going to come and where they're coming from. So that's why it looks like a blitz, but it's not necessarily a blitz. They're only bringing four, but it's confusing on what four they're going to bring. Yeah, I like that's what I like. Yeah, yeah, I I, I like the Desai and 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 Gannon was the same way. There, it's hard to game plan for that. It, it's not, and I, I get it. It's not the blitz that everybody wants, but, but it's like it, it's yeah. it's a tough. You you can't just say this is what they're doing. They don't do one certain thing. They're they're like an immediate. That's it right there, Rob. That's yeah. it right there because 
you don't know where they're coming from, where these four are coming from. And when they do bring a fifth guy, it usually hits home because you're not accounting for that guy because you see these different ways they're coming. That's why they call it a zone blitz as opposed to a blitz hmm. because they're blitzing people. They're bringing people from different parts of that box. And it's, it's confusing as hell to an offensive line because they can bring the seven guys. Right. And you don't know which one is coming because it's even. You look at the defense, it's even. So all these guys can come. All of them can come. You just don't know who's coming. And it messes up the number count, not just for the offensive line, but the tight end has to know where he has to go. The running back has to know. The the, the quarterback has to know where he's coming from. So that's what makes, you know, that's what makes a 3-4 so hard to pick up and zone blitzing so hard to to to, to account for who's coming. Okay, I, I will say a contrast to that is let's let's look at Kansas City's defense. Now they were a blitz defense. Spagnola was coming. Spagnola let you know he was coming at you all day, yep. and he did it with a bunch of kids. Yep. Okay, and he didn't back off one from start to finish. They did not back off. the The predic- it was predicated on we don't want to get the sack. We want to make a quarterback do something he doesn't want to do in a hurry. If you look at the sack total, I think it was like fifty something, maybe. Okay. Yeah. So. Basically, his concept worked as well. I'm not saying I want a, a defensive coordinator who will blitz all day, but I'm saying the way he strategically bit, blitzed all season long, and look at the wealth of quarterbacks his defense faced all year, and his formula worked as well. Mm-hmm. You know, Fangio is a good coordinator. He got fired in Denver. Why did he get fired in Denver? Okay, we have to ask that question. Don't know. Well, we have to ask some people that, number one. Number two, Spagnola's concept worked for him. And I can't, I can't get over the fact he did it with a bunch of kids. He put a bunch of kids in, in strenuous situations from start to finish. He said, look, you're going to get beat, but we can't, We got to keep doing what we do. And he did. They won 14 regular season games. They won 20 games on the season and hoisted that trophy, doing it that way. We, that defensive personnel was nowhere near close to what the Eagles had. Well, but he stuck to his guns. Well, you know, absolutely. You're right about that. But one thing you must have are some boss linebackers. Yes. When you're running this, you got to have boss linebackers. See, you can run those type of sets when you have boss linebackers. What good got, what got, you know, Arizona. Arizona had the blitz because they didn't have the personnel really to run that system. They didn't have a boss nose guard, even though they had, you know, JJ Watt and that other kid on the other side. You need a nose guard in the middle of that defense that can control that defense, whether it's passing and collapsing the pocket by himself or holding up the run. I had Casey Hampton there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you look at uh, uh, Ray Lewis. He had Goose sitting right there or, mm-hmm. or, or, or Sam Adams sitting there. Mm-hmm. you got to have a boss nose tackle who can control the middle of that defense. I think the Eagles do have a boss guy. He's got to grow into being a boss guy. Jordan He's got to grow into being a stud in the middle. Yeah, yeah. You got to be a stud, one stud guy in the middle. That's why Hargraves, Hargraves got paid because he was a stud in the middle of that defense. He played nose. You have to be a stud when you're in there because you you have you're, you have to control both a gap by yourself and control the center. You're getting double teamed every play because there's nobody that they have to go off on. Both guards are free, so they can double-team you whenever they need to. Mm-hmm. you got to have a stud in the middle of that defense. Let me let me say it one more time, people. If Davis does not become a stud, 
we will get our ass kicked mm-hmm. all year yeah. long in the middle of that defense because there's nobody that can get up on those. If you're not a stud there, they don't concentrate on you. They can get up on those linebackers and blow them out. Can Milton, can Milton Williams be that? Milton. No, no. Okay. No, so you have, a, you, you have a, a couple defensive of... end. He's a defensive end. He's going to be over the over the. You're going to have guys like you're going to have Milton Williams over over uh, a tackle. You're going to have guys like Sweat over a tackle, Barnett over a tackle. They're going to be like an Aaron Smith type of players. They've got to be good too. They got to be studs. But I mean, I see Hassan Reddick as being a Suggs. I see Hassan Reddick as being a TJ uh, a TJ Watt. You know what I'm saying? This is gonna it's going to bode well for him. He's going to have. He's going to have more sacks than he had this year. More sacks than he had this year. But Karan uh, uh, Johnson and Patrick Johnson, they got to come out of their shield. They got to be able to ball on the outside also. Mm. Derek Barnett's going to have to be ball on the outside. So this is a system that is, is tough to run if you don't have a really, really good nose guard. You got to have a guy that's going to go out mm. there. Now, I think so- we have that. In, we have it in Wilson. I think Wilson can do it. And Tui Polo, too. It's got to be a stud also. So that leads Barrett very well into uh, something that uh, a story that just has blown up today um, in regards to the draft. Jalen Carter, who was Jordan Davis's teammate a couple years back at Georgia, and a, a guy who was considered by some to be the number one overall pick, uh, that talented. There's a lot going on right Absolutely. now with Jalen Carter. So if you're not familiar with the story, um, sadly, there were there was a Georgia player and, and a, a member of the staff who passed away in a car accident uh, back in January. Okay, uh-huh. terrible, just terrible story. Right this by last January, it was this past yeah, but two, two months uh, two months ago, uh, okay, January fifteenth. Okay, in fact, uh, and um, the staffer was uh, a, a young lady named Chandler Lacroix. Uh, who passed away, and and uh, uh, Devin uh, Willock uh, it was one of his teammates who passed away as well. Now, um, the the initial story was uh, the the young lady who was driving was driving too fast, lost control of the car. It was a one car accident, and that's why they passed away. Okay, reckless driving and all that kind of stuff. But there has been a a warrant, an arrest warrant. Uh, obtained by the Associated Press, which alleges that Jalen Carter was racing uh, with that car that crashed the night of the crash. He was racing mm. his his Jeep uh, Trackhawk uh, with them, and that's how the crash occurred. Carter was questioned about the night that night um, and said that he was, you know, way behind and it wasn't right there with them. You know, came up on it and all this other stuff. So. He's 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 about to be taken in on this thing. Uh, he's going to be charged with reckless driving and racing in connection with the crash that killed the staff members. Now, I don't know how all this plays out. I know there's a, you know he's they're both misdemeanors. Uh, the charges here, and and I'm, and I'm not trying to be cold here because you're talking about two people who lost their lives. But there is an impact here on the draft where Jalen Carter may fall. And the Eagles, who were sitting there at ten, he may be there, and there might be a question of, do you take him with some of this baggage? Again, I'm not. I am not in any way, shape, or form trying to just minimize what the real important thing is that two people lost their lives. Okay, I'm just telling you from a football perspective, you can sort of look at this from an Eagle standpoint. Well, he was supposed to sit down and meet with uh, 
team representatives at 1030 this morning and all of a sudden that was put on the kibosh, understandably so. Right. If I read the report correctly, initially he told uh, a, a police officers he heard a crash from a, a apartment or something like that. Oh, I didn't so, know that part of it. Yeah, okay. he, he, he heard it from, and then when they pressed him further, he said, "Yeah, well, I was driving in a car alongside of them." As well. So, first of all, why would you lie like that, dude? You, but, this is your career we're talking about here. I mean, well, that's know. why he lied. This yeah, and Derek, career. a little bit further on that, the evidence, according to the details of this thing that was obtained, demonstrated that both vehicles switched lanes, drove in the center lane, drove Jeez. opposite lanes to travel, oh, overtook motorists, drove at high rates of speed in an apparent attempt to outdistance one another. So it sounds like they, they weren't on some like you know quiet road by themselves, not that that even makes it good, but they were like you know swerving in and out of traffic. They were in downtown Athens, which could have killed however many people. You know what I mean? It's yeah, right. They weren't on some deserted, some road in some middle of town of nowhere. This is in, this is right where the campus is. The campus is in Athens. It's not good. It reminds me a lot of a situation down in Florida that happened before my time with the Eagles with a great player in Jerome Brown. Yeah. Yes. You know what and, I'm saying? And he had his he, nephew in the car with him. He did. He, and it was a rainy day. I did a whole story on this for NBC Sports Philadelphia. Had a brand new Corvette. Just got a brand new Corvette. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yep, incredibly sad. And incredibly. I, I had sad. to go. I had to go down to his hometown when I was at NBC and with a, a producer, Mark Jordan, and we did a story. We walked. We we walked the actual crash site where it happened. We talked to family members, and I'm like, I just had an eerie feeling about doing that story. I'm thinking, man, and, and it was like a little ridge that he went over. I'm thinking. He was on a, he was on a road by himself basically, but I'm thinking, why? Well, no, the nephew was in the car. That's what I'm saying. But I'm yeah, but yeah. I'm saying there were, it was not like it was a busy busy road. It was oh like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a back road, you know. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh. why? Sad. Why? First of all, a track hawk is is is. is, is I mean, that's that's yeah. What is that, Barry? Is that like a super? It's a jeep. It's a jeep. It's a jeep. It's, it's a jeep with a Hellcat engine, and the Hellcat is Dodge's. One of their 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 uh, probably their second fastest engine uh, that they make that Dodge makes you know so you know Dodge makes the Hemi it's probably their second fastest engine that they make the Elephant is the number one engine the fastest engine they make and then you got the uh, then you got the, you know the Dodge the Dodge Demon and all those stuff so you know the Hell I mean the Hellcat engine is a beast you know I got I got one in my uh, in my um, I have a Dodge Magnum that okay. I have it in you know so it, yep. I mean it, it it can rip it can rip things apart. It's yep. a very fast Jeep. It's a small Jeep. It's um man, it's 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 a Cherokee with a with a with a souped up race car engine in it. Okay. Okay. I, I didn't yeah, it's good that's good information. you know, it's good information to to know what's going on here. Um yeah, and and, and the the car that crashed uh, the, the the estimate speeds of 104 miles an hour. Uh so, you know, whatever. In okay. town. Yeah. So I, I don't know where this ends up. I don't know what happens here. I don't know how it impacts, you know, where Jalen ends up. But you could have some teams that didn't think they would have a decision to make on him. And I'm not even talking about what he does on the field, but just character-wise, they're going to have to make a decision, and that includes the Eagles. Well, let me put things in perspective. You know, my draft. I was projected to go mid to late first round. But my draft got all mixed and messed up because it's the Warren Sapp draft. Right. And I can remember we had um, 
it was 12 guys that were supposed to go way ahead of you know of me that dropped and when they dropped that made me drop because everybody tasted you know tested positive for weed okay and i can remember you know when we first checked in that a bunch of guys were in because they thought we had we had tested before we went to the combine okay. we had tested uh you know for for you know whatever so you know he had you know piss in the cup everything yada yada got there and we ended up having to test again and 12 guys got popped for uh weed so in other words they they knew they had to be clean before they got before the draft because they were going to get tested then they thought we're good they got tested and smoked up and boom and got popped because they went they went and smoked before they got tested again Okay, so that's why Sap Sap was supposed to be a top top five pick. Yep. He was that dominant. He was yep. he was unbelievable. Yeah. So I mean, just you know, Mamula got drafted one, you know, one one is it one or one or two spots before Mamula was Sapp. before Sap. Yeah, yeah, for sure. yep. And and, and Mamula's one of the first guys to test to go out there and and just train specifically for the combine test, the forty yard dash, the high jump, the broad jump. The drills, you know, he started that. You know what I'm saying? His numbers were off the chart because he he went out and prepared for it. Me, I was just preparing for a 40 yard dash. I was right, just, so, you know, uh, I'm sorry, I'm go ahead, Barrett. I'm moving, I think 13th, 12th, I think he went 12th or 13th, 12th, 12th, I think. So, and so everybody got moved down, and guys that were supposed to be drafted got drafted. Sap 12, Mamula 7. See, yeah, so I mean, I knew it was around there. So his combine numbers got him drafted. Sap's performance got him drafted still in the first round. He dropped 12 spots. Wow. You know, because of that. You went 49th overall for, for people who were one. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the second round. Second round. Yep. Yep. So crazy. Well, yeah. actually 58. I went 58. Is it 58? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know better than I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry, 58. Why did I say 49? Yeah, four, there you go. Barrett Robbins went 49, the center, who ended up uh, having some issues in the Super Bowl, but yeah, right, 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 right. Um, wow, Cordell Stewart went two after you, two picks after yep. you. Yep. So, and then Bobby Bobby Taylor was the first. He was like the first or second pick in the um, in the uh, second round too. Wasn't Bobby, yep. what, yeah, yep. he was a high second round pick. Yeah, yeah. Me and him went in the second round. Yep. Then Christy Jones went after me, and then Bobby Taylor I, was fiftieth. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, he's a little farther down. Yeah. 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 So that was it. Uh, yeah. I don't, so, I, I, so, and again, I don't know. We, we, I'm sure more details will come out on this. And it's I, a shame, you know, man. It's, it's a shame. Man. It's an awful story. You know what right. I mean? It's just an awful. Two young people passed. It's just awful. Man. I hate hearing this kind of stuff. But, but I mean, it, it, I, I don't think it necessarily has anything like manslaughter or anything like that. They, I mean, it'll, it'll probably just be reckless driving, something two like that. Two misdemeanors right now. With what yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, teams like the Eagles that that take so much pride in in character. See? Ah, da, da. That's what I was trying to get to. Character. Char- Do you draft in spite of character? Because you he know? flat out lied initially, and then when the all the footage of all the cameras, don't people understand there's cameras everywhere now? Once There's again, camera everywhere you go, yeah. it's always a camera phone, a camera, a ring or whatever. You know what I'm saying? A street light. I mean, it, it, you can't get away with anything. You can't get away with blowing your nose without somebody seeing it. He's projected, guys. It, it, well, in some I'm looking at one of the mock drafts from CBS Sports that I'm looking at. He was number projected, one pick. Well, yeah. Or third. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, yeah, yeah, it, it, they think they had to go to the Cardinals is what they they had him. But yeah, I, I, listen, I hear you. I hear. Well, you. see, well, you know, G Meta, you know, say accountability, character. That means a lot in this organization. They will they will just assume not draft a guy because of character flaws that yep. bring a guy into the fold. Yeah, and that's the gold standard that uh. You know, the owner, that's the owner, that's what the owner, you know, prides himself in. He mm-hmm. prides himself in being the gold standard of the NFL. You know what I'm saying? I, like, look at me, the way he handled um, Malcolm and the whole situation with him, you know, how how he, he allowed him to use uh, the Eagles platform the way he did. Um, you know, there have been countless things where, you know, Mr., you know, that this whole organization as, as a whole have, I've, I've you know, been in the forefront of, of, of helping players be who they are, you know what I'm saying, and voice their opinions in certain ways. So Mr. Lurie, you know, he's a stand-up guy. Would he draft that guy? Uh, if I was the GM, uh, if I was the GM, I ain't going to lie. I just got to watch a film on him. I just watch, I, I like I said, I just got the hookup now. I can watch all the film I want to watch on guys. I just looked at him. Jalen, oh, what beast beast mm-hmm. and we're talking misdemeanors versus getting a guy that's going to be a, a, a bonafide star keep in mind we still have until when's the draft april whatever it is it was Later, still april. Month, but yeah month <laughs> and change glad what you trying to make me do man come to on to have man. more come out you know and find out right you know, right we'll right have a better right, idea right. if there's how much more but he's considered by many the the biggest lock like there's question marks with a lot of other guys who have a high ceiling. Bryce yep. Young, people worried about his size, you know, with Stroud, whatever. They, yep. they say that this guy's the most pro ready to come in and dominate. He can come to- in right now, right see, fast, see, right now. Cal Bundy brought up a point in our chat that I was going to mention a few moments ago about, you know, as much as the Eagles want high character, they did give Michael Vick a second chance. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. a second chance. Yeah, but you need They're to the convince that this guy's, yeah. you know, and rehabilitated. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, look right. at what happened with Henry Ruggs. Look at it. Look what happened with him in a in a car crash. Cost him his career. As talented as he is, you know, look at how many players we see that have had multiple drug issues, uh, domestic violence issues, and teams out there will give them second and third chances. Henry Ruggs was a phenomenal talent. Do you see anybody knocking at his door yet? I mean, well, he's, he's still in, he's jail. in jail. I know, but I'm jail. saying, well, you know, th- there are a lot of teams that don't want that kind of attention. Yeah. Well, look at Doug right now. Doug right now is dealing with um, the receiver from Atlanta and trying to make sure he clears. Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. Ridley he clears and he gets, you know, he gets um, reinstated back into the NFL. You know, he's mm-hmm. going to take a chance on him. Yeah. I mean, you know, you want a second chance. You want a guy, you know, that to do it. I, I can see, you know, and it 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 it, it pains me. It's gonna stick me right in the gut that you know what's gonna happen. That kid's gonna go to Dallas, and it's gonna piss me off that we gotta play him twice a year. <laughs> That's him and Michael Parsons would piss me off. You know what I'm saying? That that would happen. That's but that's they don't care about character in Dallas. Yeah. So they yep. would do that. Oh, they would in do a second. That. In a second, yeah. Jerry would draft him. In a second, no question. Would, wouldn't you be a thought? Yeah, no, it's 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 it happens every year, guys. We see it. To me, there's some little things like some dude who's in a, in a gas mask smoking weed. I could care less. If there's stuff like that that they try to all in right now with the Texans, right? And then there's other things. This is a this is obviously a much different story than that. But you know, it, it happens every year. And what, by the way, something else is going to come down the line. Something else is going to happen draft night. 
people looking at to hurt other people. I'm not yeah. saying this yeah. is the, that that situation, but there are agents and organizations that have agendas and family members, sadly, that have agendas. And, and Barry, the people. good thing is for you is Dallas picks 27. So there's even if this kid drops, I don't think there's anybody who will let him slide to 27. No, no, no. And you and, know, and, you know, and, and Christy, you make a point. You know what I'm saying? But the locker room, it would be affected, and uh, he's not. She's not willing to, to, you know, to pay that price. I feel you. I feel you. But there are teams like Dallas who wouldn't care. They wouldn't care, That's you true. know, at all about. Look that. at how, look at how many shady characters they've brought in as free agents, draft picks. They don't care. Nope. Yeah. Yep. They, they care it means it means something in our locker room, and I, I and I like the fact that it means something in the Eagles' locker room to have high character. The fact, hell, they 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 went with a thirty-four million dollar cap hit cap casualty mm-hmm. to get a bad seed out of their locker room mm-hmm. that's Wedge, that's Wedge crazy yes right? yep. that's crazy that's yeah. the first time ever 34 million dollars yeah. you're sitting there in dead money Oof. that a player's not even in the locker room Oof. man <laughs> <Yep>. right <laughs> mr right. Rudy, mr Rudy Pooh brought, brought up a good point too Hey, Raiders are taking with the seventh pick. <laughs> the Raiders historically are known for yep. bringing yes. in thugs, man. I'm yes. telling you, man. Yes. Yep. Um, all right, let's uh, let's step aside for a minute here, and uh, we'll continue with the Eagles discussion and a little bit more uh, NFL as well. A couple of things: the Eagles are uh, are pushing for two things, uh, rule changes wise. So we'll get into that, and then there's a lot of stuff happening around the NFL, as you could imagine this time of year uh, at the Combine. So don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's hit that like button. All right, let's talk about pro-action restoration. Yes, pro-action restoration. If you have a home, you have a business, and you've experienced the the, the unfortunate uh, issue of fire, smoke, mold damage, you name it. You name it, they can handle it. Pro-action restoration is on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I know I've personally gone through it. It was water damage in my case at my parents' house. I called them on a Saturday. They got right over there. The crew was amazing. They were professional, clean. The price was reasonable. ProAction Restoration is licensed, bonded, and fully insured, and they've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades, and they will work in conjunction with your insurance company as well. Again, it could be water, it could be fire, it could be smoke, it could be mold remediation. You name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-623. 3760 610 623 3760 or online at proactionrestoration.com. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. 
With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you're having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. We're back. Yes, we are. We're Sports Take. Jacob Sports YouTube Network. That's Derek Gunn. That's Barrett Brooks. I'm Rob Ellis hanging out with you on this Wednesday, first day of March. Uh, all right. So a couple things, guys, uh, also coming from the combine. No surprise here. The Eagles are uh, are pushing to keep the – wrong word. Uh, Eagles are defending the tush push. I don't want to say they're pushing to keep the tush push. Thank you. Thank push you. Push push. I don't really love the name. I'll be honest with you, but it is what it is. Uh, they're, they're, they're pushing to keep that in as a legal play. The NFL has not come out with any kind of explanation as to why it is not legal. In fact, Nick, Nick talked about it yesterday and said, you know, look, uh, we've seen it happen before. They took something away from the Patriots before they've taken things away from other teams that are, that have been highly successful. We know they're, they're considering this with uh, with the the tush push play, but any team can run it. You know, we just seem to happen to have a great deal of success. So they're pushing for that, and they're also pushing to get the number zero uh, as a legal number for players to wear. You see it in the NBA. You know, you see it uh, in other college sports. football. College football, exactly, Barrett. Yeah, but it's not. I guess right now it's not a legal number in the NFL. The NFL lightened the uh, the sort of numbers restrictions. If you remember a couple of years back, it used to be receivers need to be in the eighties and you know, this position needs to be that now corners slay wears number two, you know, just, just for example, 
Zach Pascal wears number three and plays receiver. You know, there's no restrictions on on certain numbers. Only offensive linemen, I think, and D linemen have to have to adhere to that kind of stuff anymore. But anyway, so they're they're the two things they're trying to to keep one in and 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 uh, you know requesting that the number zero be be brought in. I don't really care about the number zero thing. I but I think the tush push thing needs to stay. Well, um, I don't be mad at us because our quarterback squats six hundred pounds. Yep. Don't be mad because he squats more than our starting center, who's a pro bowler, all pro, future Hall of Famer. Don't be mad because we've got a right side that weighs over 750 pounds pushing from that side. Don't be mad. You know what I'm saying? You got to get up. Get your weight up. You know what I'm saying? Try to get – we want to keep our tactical advantage going forward. So, man, come on, man. Chill with that. Chill with that. I know it's all kind of defensive coordinators mad because of that rule. Get out of here, man. Get out of here. And don't be surprised when they eliminate it. I know, man. It's pissing me off, too. (laughs) Everything's ticking you off today. Yeah, there's so much. There's so much right now that's going on, man. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, yeah. This is this this this. I need to go fishing. That's what it is. You need to be in a happy place, like D Gun. Even angry D Gun's in a happy place. Always. I gotta stay. I gotta stay on my edge now that you're back. I I gotta stay on my edge now because you're liable to do something crazy. Well, you 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 and Rob brought me to this point. So, (laughs) Chris D, you see. Don't let him do that. Christy, don't let him do that. What? Be mean. I I I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I would not consider myself mean. I would just say direct. <laughs> and unpredictable. Oh my god. Yes, I need a White Castles quick. Who doesn't? So man? You need to go to White Castles and go fishing. Is that what you need? Well, no, actually, my uh, my daughter was up in um, my daughter was up in uh, you know, with one of our clients up North Jersey, and she brought. I gave her money. I I I I, I cash after money, and she brought back twenty surf and turf burgers. Oh God, when was this? Twenty Wait, yesterday. Twenty white oh. castle surf and turf. Yes. What is surf? What is it? Is that that, that fake fish? What is that? It's, stop, Derek. It's 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 beef. It's it's, it's a hamburger. It's, it's a slider, a regular slider, with uh, it's a double cheeseburger slider, with also one more layer that has chicken. I mean, uh, it has a uh, fish on it. It has fish on it. Hmm. Okay, that's why I call it surf and turf. Just like at a fine restaurant, surf and turf, you get a steak uh-huh. and, and 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 a lobster. Well, the surf and turf for for. Uh, White Castles is a double cheeseburger, and then add a piece of fish, and then a bun under it. And it's a serving turf about that big. Time, time out. So, so time out. So I'll now, I'll show you one. In fact, when the next break, I'm gonna go get one. I'm gonna warm it up, and then I'll I'll, I'll okay. I like this. Tell me, it's two questionable beef patties, coupled with questionable real fish on a bun. There's nothing questionable about it. <laughs> uh. Hold on. Let me call. It's like I I equate it to maybe that old restaurant. I think they went out of business. Remember Long John Silver? When you bite into the fish sandwich, you just run down. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. I remember that, man. I remember that. That is so skeevy, man. Oh, 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 M. M Ray, somebody dig He's a mean man. You don't know me, bro. (laughs) You don't know me. Dan says that Paris the Anthony Bourdain of White Castle. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, 
All right, so a couple, couple other things here. I know, I hear you, man. Um, NFL-wise, so the Bengals are not trading, according to Duke Tobin, their, uh, their, their player personnel guy. They are not trading T. Higgins. There had been some thought. He's entering the last year of his deal. They haven't gotten a deal done with him yet. And he said, go find your own receivers. Basically, you know, he, he's too good. We're not trading him. Believe it if you want. But he was pretty public with it. Um, didn't duck it. Well, I mean, they pretty much stand by what they what they think in their philosophy. I mean, they still haven't signed Bates back. Bates is a free agent now. And yeah, you're right. You're right back. And they got some tough. They got this heavy, heavy, heavy contracts coming with Burrow and Chase. Burrow, and some of these other yeah, guys. yeah, yeah. So in you know, in thinking about that, we're talking about Jalen. Jalen is the only all um, all pro out of the five receivers that got drafted. Uh, in his draft class, quarterback. Well, he's the fifth one. Yeah, he's the fifth. He's the fifth uh, quarterback that was drafted in that draft class, and right now he's the one that's made it the farthest. He he, he made it uh to the Super Bowl, and he's a uh, All Pro and Pro Bowler. Burroughs is uh, a Pro Bowler, but he wasn't All Pro. Yeah, but Burroughs made it to a Super Bowl. All right, well, yes, yeah, second. Yeah, yeah and right. he yeah. he's got the uh, the option year because he was a first rounder. Jalen wasn't. Right, right. So they're gonna hit that. Just option. keep that part in mind. I know because people sometimes say, "Well, they're the same year." Well, they are, but it's the contracts are different. Because well, well, who all who all went in that who all went in that draft? Uh, uh it was the twenty one draft, right? I think so. One, Let me see. Two, three. Yes, twenty one. The second year starter. No, the twenty draft. If this was Jalen's third year with the Eagles, twenty two had to be the twenty draft. All right, yeah. here it is. I got it. Uh, Burrow one, Chase Young two. Jeff Akuda three, Andrew Thomas four, Tua five, Herbert six. Who? Tua five, <laughs> Justin Herbert six. Yeah, uh, I won't read through every name here, but uh, wow, Henry Ruggs went twelve. Um, wow. So Tua went five, and and twenty first was was Jalen Rager just to injure people there for a little bit for a second, and Justin you, Jefferson you, went twenty second. You had you, you had great pride in that, didn't you? I. It wasn't like, <laughs> T. Higgins was the first pick in the second round. Right. Uh, yeah. So uh boy. Jordan Love was in that draft. Yes, Jordan Love went 26th overall. Yep. Wow. 26th overall. So that's uh that's Jalen was 53rd, 53rd overall. Dang. Jalen. I mean so he is the fifth quarterback in that draft. He's the only one right now that's uh been all pro. His numbers are amazing. He's balled out. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I like our chances. You know, even with Justin Herbert there and Joe Burrow there, you know what I'm saying? It, I, I just I, – I, I like what I have with my quarterback. The fact that somebody put Tua that high up on the pedestal still shocks me. He's a good athlete, but would you say he went fifth or sixth? Fifth. Yeah, he, he was five. Jeez. Yeah, you top 10. I'll give you the 10. Uh, Burrow, Young, Okuda, Andrew Thomas, Tua, Justin Herbert, Derek Brown, Isaiah Simmons, C.J. Henderson, Jedrick Will- Wills, uh, Mekhi Becton. Actually, I took you down to 11. Mekhi Becton was 11th. They were your top wow. 10. Uh, there's some good players later. In there. Brandon Ayuk went 25. Jordan Love went 26. Uh, Tristan Worth is pretty good. Mm-hmm. CD Lamb has been balling, and I remember I wanted him too. I wanted to draft him. 
Yeah, he went seventeenth. Yep. Yeah. yeah, there's good second rounders too. Uh, and, and who do we pick? Oh, Jalen Rager. That's listen, awful. listen to the second round. T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, who's you know, it's just a shame he has balling for the Colts. Back. Yep. DeAndre Swift, mm-hmm. um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Yeah, yep. he was the last of the first round. Yeah, KJ yep. Hamler went in the second round if he could stay healthy. Wow. Antoine Winfield, Jonathan Taylor, dang yep. oh, Taylor. Yeah. Uh, Trayvon Diggs went fifty-one. Cam Akers fifty-two, and then Jalen Hurts. Van Jefferson went fifty-seven. AJ Dillon went sixty-two. Wow. Anyway, there's there's some there's some second rounders, man. Oh, you're sports. right, man. You're right. You're right. I mean, and I can't believe it, bro. I just can't believe that, man. I mean, yeah. I, you know, looking at it in that second round, that second round was pretty good. It was I mean, even Grant Dell pick from he's balling to Cleveland right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 no question. Uh, all right, let me hit some other things here. Uh, Derek Carr will meet. With the Jets and the Jets owner today, he met with the Saints and the Panthers yesterday. Now, he's met with all these teams before, but he's meeting with them again in Indianapolis. So it feels like that's going to be close at some point. We're going to hear something on that where he ends up going. And you would think that they get pretty close on that one. Um, Seattle owns the number five and the number 20, and they're not really ducking from the fact that they may take a quarterback at five, which I think is smart, actually, on their part. I do too, because while Gino had a phenomenal year, his history has shown that he has not been able to put up those kind of numbers consistently. And, and you know, you look at his age where he is now, and even if he gets a nice, let's say, two-year extension, um, you still got to prepare for the future. Why not? Why not have that guy in the fold already? If this is that heavy of a quarterback class as people keep alluding to, why not have your future quarterback? gradually tutoring under somebody who's already there. You'll be two years into the system when you take over, maybe a year into the system, depending on how they structure this deal with Gino. Yeah. Um, you, you got to grab, you got to grab it while you can. Cause Amen. you know, every year is not a quarterback heavy draft as we found out. Mm-hmm. Well, do you, um, do you draft a second rounder at, at the quarterback position or even a third rounder? If you're the Eagles. Depends on who slip. Oh, the Eagles. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> I don't think you can do it with your first three. No, because of the limited amount of picks. And we, I, and I would yeah. imagine they have six now. I'd be shocked if Howie doesn't have at least nine picks in this I, draft. They're going to go in the middle there. They're going to get the fourth rounders yeah. and the fifth rounders. In there. And, 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 and Wentz said the same thing. Yeah, true. True. I, I, I think Mariota might be in play. Uh, that's a good possibility because you can get him dirt cheap now. Yeah. He's not going to come in that big money. And let me give you this. Uh, I just came across the uh, J- Jalen uh, Carter has put in a statement. He said, uh, quote, this morning I received a telephone call from the Athens, Georgia Police Department informing me that two misdemeanor warrants have been issued against me for reckless driving and racing. Numerous media reports have also circulated this morning containing inaccurate information concerning the tragic events of January 15th, 2023. It is my intention to return to Athens to answer the misdemeanor charges against me and make certain that the complete and accurate truth is presented. There is no question in my mind that uh, that when all of the facts are known, I will be fully exonerated of any criminal doing. There you go. Okay. okay. So in fairness, we, we always try and, you know, we're, yep. give you everything here that's going on. Uh, that's that's Jalen's side of it. Then that's fair. You know, he's got every right to, to defend himself. So what is the real side? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, 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 we don't know. 
you know, you what I'm saying? I've, I've seen guys get railroaded to stuff they didn't do. Yep. So, I mean, this, 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 this is what comes, you know, with, with great power comes great responsibility and you gotta, you gotta keep your nose clean, man. You know what I'm saying? You gotta keep your nose clean. No doubt. Yeah. And, and look, he's, we're, we're, like I said, we're, well, I think we'll know, we won't know everything, but we're going to know more between the next month and a half. You know? <laughs> Coach Terrence and Gigi Meta, man. He's, He's still, still lying. lying. That lawyer, that's lawyers talking. Well, whatever. <laughs> all, all I know is that that's coming from the horse's mouth, okay? That's what he had to say. Uh, oh, that's right coming here. from his attorney. I don't think he wrote that. Well, his attorney put that together. His people put that out. Somebody, no, 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 no. That's somebody. not his own words. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll yeah. tell you, man. Tough. No, it's I tough. Our stream, bro. They yeah. they keep it real, man. You better be wearing a vest, uh, you know. <laughs> all right, right. Uh, all right. Couple, couple I embrace everybody. The uh, <laughs> the Dolphins have not decided yet what they're going to do with Tua. He they he was a first rounder that year, so they they haven't decided whether to pick up his fifth year option. I doesn't this feel like to you guys with him? This is total wait and see this year. Like yep. if he can't stay on the field, and God forbid, now we're talking about head injuries here. This is serious stuff here. But you know, if he gets another concussion or whatever. If I'm the Dolphins, I'm cutting bait. No, no pun intended here. I mean, honestly, I am. I, I'm uh, moving on after this year. I would believe they're seriously looking at the quarterback market. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Get right now in terms of who are free agents, and I'm not saying they're going to go after, like, you know, uh, Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo, but I would think they would try to pick off a guy who's been around the block for two uh, a few times, another Teddy Bridgewater. Let's put it like that. I think they're looking at another Teddy Bridgewater as an insurance policy to hit the ground running, because if they're still non-committal at this point, how severe are those head injuries? I mean, I know. To be honest with you, I haven't seen anything like this. He's had three in one season, and they shut him down for like the last month of the season. Uh, he didn't clear concussion protocol by the organization standards until the regular season was over. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how severe are they based on the battery test that he's taking, continuous battery test he's taking to find out where he is? There's a lot that's not being said. Agreed. The fact, you know what they always say? If you're not telling us something, there must be a whole lot behind what you're not telling us. Yeah, man. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Where, where, where you get that from? I like that. I just made that up. Hell, let me write very, that down. Very profound. <laughs> yeah, me, I'm serious. I just made that up. Hold up. You're like a philosopher, Gunner. Yeah, hey, let me put Beautiful, this down. Man. Yes. 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 I think very deeply. Yes. <laughs> Y'all know about that. We knew he could think deeply. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's interesting. It, it, apparently, I don't know if I buy this either, but the, the the Titans implying that Tannehill will be back as their quarterback. Eh. I'll buy I, that one. I'll buy that one. Say it again. Tannehill will be back. I'll buy that one. I'm not buying that for a dollar. No. You don't think so? No. I'll buy that one. What you you it's a big cap hit, so maybe that. Three of that's that really well, only thing is because I, I I think they want to cut bait. They're not going to go on with the young boy. I think they're going to try to get a quarterback. I think they realize they may have made a mistake with young young. They're dude. afraid of Willis. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
So I think they're going to try to go up and get somebody uh, yeah. from out of free agency. That dude, that dude's like a jackrabbit. As soon as you say hike, man, he's running all over the field. He started, what's his name? Uh, Dobson, right? Where, 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 yeah, Josh, right? not Josh. Josh, um, Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs, Dobbs yeah. yeah. Who, who was on the street three weeks before. Yeah, it's, uh, no, Malik, hey, man, just hold the clipboard. We'll get back to you. Yeah. Bro, bro, come on. And Justin, actually, Josh Dobbs balled. He wasn't did he, uh, he did Wasn't fight. he um, – he's a rocket – He's a rocket scientist. He is. He'll be yeah. okay. A for real rocket scientist. He'll be okay yeah. after football if, if he he'll, right. he'll find he'll find a job. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that that's uh you know interesting whether you want to you want to believe it or not. Um. All right. So a couple other things uh, NFL wise. I I even I you know I I cautioned the I don't even like bringing this up. I'll be honest with you. I'm so done with it. Aaron Rodgers has not made a decision yet, uh, according to Aaron Rodgers. You like to just you just you just I, I like to him. get mad, don't you? I, hate <laughs> I, I honestly, I, I I can't take uh, him. I want him to go away and get out of my life. Go away, go away, Aaron Rodgers. Well, I'm not trying to hold people up, and I will. Now that my head is clear that I've had this Amazon peyote in my system for 48 hours, I see things more clearly now. I'm not going to hold them up. And, and what, what was the other comment? I look forward to the conversations I'm going to have soon with the Packers organization. I think it will come from a very positive place. And for those of you who think I'm a diva and all this stuff, well, you can just tune it out. That's what he said, basically. Mm. Please. please. So let's begin. Just, what, just... where, why, or when? Yeah. I'll all be explained like, in, oh, that's, that's Boogie Down Productions right there, if y'all don't know. Yeah. That's Boogie Down Productions. Uh, this one right. or that one. This one, uh, Austin Blythe, and Gunner, I know you sent this to us yesterday. Yeah. Center, you know, he's play, he bounced around a little bit in his career. Seattle, Indianapolis, and the Rams, I believe, he's played for. Had a solid career. Yeah. You know, he's, had, he's had a very yeah. solid career. He, he was ranked pretty decently last year in terms of centers, and he got a lot out of his – he's a smaller guy, not – I don't think he's even 300 pounds. You know, props to him. He's overachieved a lot in his career. But he could have gotten a really nice contract. Um, and he elected to step away. Uh, so, uh, you know, this is a trend that we see. He played seven years. He's 30 years old. It's a trend that we've seen here uh, from a decent amount of guys. And now, you know what? If you feel like you're in decent enough shape financially, I don't blame them one bit. Rob, I'm going to tell you the truth, bro. Just just from what I'm going through and the experiences that I have right now, what, I, what I've done it before, uh, done it, do it again, what I've already done before, I'd still play. Yep. Um, but – I'm bro. I'm telling you, I went in uh, on Monday, and you know, I, I I know that I'm a little slower than I was. You know, I mean, a lot slower than I was, but I'm not near as slow or near as uh, disabled as the guys I saw in that room. Yeah, yep. It was it was heartbreaking, man. What I saw in that room, yeah. and some of the stories, you know, that I wasn't even talking about. Not even talking about what. I've experienced, you know, or, or them telling me their experiences, but what their wives were telling me, mm-hmm. you know, this, this one player, literally he, he lives in Baltimore, but he went to school in high school in Atlantic city, New Jersey. Yep. And he got up two weeks ago, drove all the way to Atlantic city to pick his kids up from school. His kids never went to that school. Number one. His kids are grown and out the house, and he drove all of to pick them up from from grade school to a grade school he went to, not a grade school they oh went to. God. Can you imagine that man? He has to wear a watch 
that they, you know, to, they can to track keep, him. Yeah, to keep tabs on where he is. Yeah. But some days he's as sharp as a sharp as attack. Man. But other days he just doesn't have it. So, bro, you know, I, I joke around with it because, you know, the, the, you know, you got to joke around, you know, to just to keep yeah. some levity on the situation, yeah. but, yeah. you know, to keep you from crying about the situation. Yep. But it's yeah. just it's just just really tough, man. I gotta go tomorrow. I gotta go get MRI, MRIs done. You know, make sure I keep an accurate assessment on where I am. Baseline, basically. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. This is where I am now. This is where you know you check it right. in a year. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. So I can check every single. You guys, you guys know what the last same thing last year. You know, year after year. You guys know me. You guys, we have worked together for the last eight nine years, and every year you see me do it. Every year around this time, I go through what I do. Right, right. I hear you. Uh, it is, it's scary stuff, man. That's, that's yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, What's your excuse? You didn't play. <laughs> I'm, sitting I'm, here, I'm sitting here minding my own business. See what I mean, Rob? I Even when. I know. Just when you, think you, out, <laughs> you are doing anything that's up. Rob, Rob, just that when one's you not on you, out, Gunner. That they not pull you. you back in. I know. You didn't do anything. You were good. All right. All right, Barry. Now I was trying to be sensitive. We joke about Barrett going yeah. through. The seat. I mean, let's let's be serious here, because you know a lot of times we have people just jump on for the first time and don't know our history together. Yeah. And we yeah. joke with Barrett a lot about CTE because, you know, by the grace of God, he is intact. Okay. Yeah. So we joke about it amongst us like family. You know, it's not something we take lightly by any stretch of the imagination. No, no, we don't. We um, don't. but I but we can joke with Barrett because you know, thank God. And I'm serious. You know, we take shots at each other, but seriously, and I've said this time and time again. Um, you know, the, the fact that you're all here, well, as far as you could be, the fact that you're all here mentally is, is, is a blessing, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and so dude, I hope, I hope you live a long, happy, illustrious life. You never have to depend on anybody. You, you never, I mean, I, and I look at CTE and what people go through with the memory losses and equated to dementia and Alzheimer's. Yep. And I and I've and I've known people that have gone through that and died from from it, and the fact that when it gets to the final stages, your entire life is erased. You don't remember your kids. You don't remember special moments. You don't recognize your spouse, your grandchildren, and things like that. Man, that's a that's a sad way to go out for for anybody, you know. And I just hope, by the grace of God, that I don't care if it's tomorrow or thirty years, twenty years from now. I just hope all my memories are intact of things that I've been able to do people I've met, like, yes, I can't yes, believe I've said yes. this. I can't believe I'm going to say this. Even you two people I've had the pleasure <laughs> of meeting. Like you, two, you know, um, but, but, but it's, it's really, it's really, um, it's a very serious thing. And, you know, I go back to when we first heard about CTE and, um, you know, we're like, what is this? You know, when they try to shun the doctor in Pittsburgh who was trying to uh, uh, alarm everybody. Well, you, yeah, you were up there then, weren't you? Uh, yes. Yeah, wow. but see, yeah, but see, he wasn't a big story then because the NFL put a blanket over it. They kept putting right. a blanket over it. And every time he'd come out with a report, they would deny the reports, saying the reports are trumped up reports. And then all of a sudden, more doctors, even doctors, other medical officials and experts who were against him initially, saying that he's crying foul, all of a sudden, more began to jump on the bandwagon with him in terms of it is something of what he's saying. And now we're seeing what has happened. You know, uh, former athletes have no memory. Former athletes that have taken their own lives 
former athletes that do volatile things uh, without any memory of them happening and snap out of it and don't remember what happened. You know, that's, man, that's, that, that's, um, it's a tough way to go. It is. Bro. Yeah. Like um, I knew something was happening towards the end of my career when they kept making us do sleep studies, they kept the um, like the memory test and, you know, like they have a baseline test. And if you have a concussion, they give you a baseline test at the beginning of the season. And if they right. send you to this baseline test and you fail it, then you're, you're out with the concussion. They, they, that's the way they, they measured it. And it wasn't until the end of my career. I was like in year 11 and 12 right. when they even started doing that, man. So this is something, you know, that they knew they messed up on. They should have had, uh, more of an accurate assessment on what guys have, you know, because I remember they used to tell me when I first started out, all right, how many fingers do I have up? Where are you at? Uh, what, you know, how many fingers with, I mean, all right, take this icing ibuprofen and, and go. It used to be like that, but now, man, I'm, I'm glad they're aware of it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well mm-hmm. said. Well said, Barrett. And uh, keep doing your thing, man. Keep doing your thing. That's for sure. All right, let's get a, let's sneak one in here and we'll come back and, uh, you guys aren't going to believe Andrew Painter went went wild in the first uh, his first inning today, like in terms of some serious gas being brought, like heat. My man who's bringing heat. Well, I wouldn't know. Rob, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. know, Rob, because we we, could, we could If you lived in Minnesota, show. you could watch it, Derek. Yeah, just we saying, couldn't, we couldn't cancel the show, so we could watch. I, I don't know, Rob. Yeah, I hear you. I, mean, I think right. we need we need to bring that to tone. Tone. I blame that. Tone. 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 Yes, hey. if, he, if he really had some gumption, he'd be like, you know, guys, we should be watching the Phillies That's right, right now. That's right. All <laughs> I got to do is turn the TV on over my shoulder right here. All Good I got to do. You ain't turn, you're not going to be watching anything if you turn it on. Good it luck. It ain't on. <laughs> uh, Tone has right. retaliated. What did he say? Yeah, let me see. That's Shots messed up, Barrett. Yeah, I agree, Tom. <laughs> I agree, Tom. He said you were a pawn, man. He said you're a Jacob Media pawn, dude. <laughs> right, I would never let him uh, forget it. Let's step Rob, aside. Can we please go to break, please. Please. Let's do some <laughs> Phillies uh, and let's do some Flyers. And then Mark Jackson from NBC Sports Philadelphia will be joining us at two to talk some Sixers. He's Derek. He's Barrett. I'm Rob. We are Sports Day Jake for YouTube Network. Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is what I want to tell you about right now because they are an experienced, licensed, insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. And they are experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. You go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call. 610-850-2848. 610-850-2848. Or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's Flynn. TreeServices.com. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go to get your game on. 
Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Hi, everybody. My name's Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. Uh, friends, welcome back. Thanks for hanging out with us. We are Sports Big. You all right, Barry? What's going on? What's I'm not happen? all right. What happened? There's nothing like going in and trying to fight. You can't even fight her because she's pregnant. My my youngest daughter, I come downstairs and she's got my, my, my white castles and she's eating them and I can't take them from her because she's pregnant. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're, you, you, that's a no win for you, man. So what am I supposed to do? Nothing. Let it I, go. That's, it will, Dad, I bought them. I sent you, I sent you the money. When uh, I bought them, I brought them all the way back. I figured you just let me have one or two. And, I uh, bought you a lot. You're in trouble, man. Yeah, you're in trouble. You are. Uh, you're in trouble. Brother, right? You know, Derek. It's not know. fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's one of those you just kind of let it go. You know? I asked her, who are you to take the food? She can't save you I one. Pay for. Save you one? 
Man. So you so you yell at your pregnant daughter? I didn't yell at her. No, wait. I know you. Did you yell at your pregnant daughter? I did not yell. Okay, I'm just saying because I know you fight over White Castle burgers. Right, man. I was. I'm so hot right now. I'm hot as fish grease, man. See, see? I'm so hot. My clothes ain't touching me nowhere, man. <laughs> see what I mean? Bro, I'm, I'm hot. I'm 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 literally mad for real. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm probably gonna get in trouble for my mom. But mom, yes, I'm mad. I am pissed off. All right. Well, we'll we'll do the best we can to cool you off how, before. How you many did she buy you, Bear? I had like twenty surf and turfs, and I had like ten double cheeseburgers. Okay, so how many did she eat? It was four left. <laughs> no, no. Whoa, whoa, time out. When did she buy them? Today? Yesterday. <laughs> Since yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Sixteen out of twenty are gone. Oh my That's so god! So funny, Derek. She's eating for two, man. <laughs> oh no, she could. Right. You know, she should ask me to buy more. I just bought more. <laughs> I couldn't wait to go downstairs. And then you talked about it, Derek, and got me all got me all ready to go downstairs to eat some. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm so I'm hot right now. Oh man, I told her, and I told her that's what this. You know, really makes me mad because I told her, I said, look, I said there's some um I I. When I did the stuff on Monday with the with the schools, um, the guy that I went with, he took me to this place in in um, it's in South, even more far, farther down south. I think it's Cumberland, New Jersey. And it's, it's a very very uh, nice mix of you know Hispanic uh, food down there. So uh, there was some there was some a Mexican restaurant we went to and a Puerto Rican restaurant that we were going to go to. So we went to the Puerto Rican restaurant. And the food was so good, bro. It was so good. So I only ate half of it and I put it in the refrigerator. Mm. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and, you know what I'm saying, save this for later. I come downstairs this morning. My son's sitting at the table. I said, bro, you don't even live here anymore. You know who it was. I might have spit in it or something. You don't even care, do you? Yeah, this food good. Where you get this food for? I'm not talking about it being good. I know it's good. But I'm trying to figure out why you think you can just come. You are you are a visitor now. You're uh-huh. a visitor. You're not. You don't live here no more. You no longer have mail coming to this house. Your mail goes to your house. So why are you eating my food? You came oh, in gosh. and warmed my food up. You know what I'm saying? He warmed my food up. Wow. I just say you could dog. He's he's a visitor now. You don't just come to somebody's house. You visiting. <laughs> And just take food. All right, here's what you need to do. You need to go to his place and just raid the fridge or something. There's probably nothing Bro. in there. But and yeah. what's you know really really that what took me over the top. I just walked away from because I didn't want to say nothing to him or do nothing to him. Hmm. I look over and I see his clothes stacked in my in my uh his clothes, the wash clothes stacked. Oh, I'm like, dude, go. why didn't you wash at your house? Oh, um, we have washing detergent. <laughs> You gonna come take mine from my house? Well, you would like. I said, you know what? I don't even want you to use my energy. You just take the laundry detergent and go wash at your own house. I will after I finish this. See, I laugh. As though he eating your food using your water. See, I'm only I'm laughing because I've I've gone through that with with kid with with my kids. You know, um, when they've left and then come back like they grocery shopping at Walmart for free, right? Yeah, but see, if I right. use, if I use the approach that you use in terms of like raising my voice and stuff, and then that's why why you mean why are you being mean? See, uh-huh. I, I got I got I got some paper thin sensitive kids, a couple of them. Yeah. Why are you yelling? Kids. That's what I get. And then, and then my wife comes home. Did you yell at the kids? Why did you ask what happened first? <laughs> right. What do you mean? Why did you yell? At, why why did you say hey what happened? No, yeah, not even that. But, first? Well, babe, well, um, babe, um. Is everything all right? You you cool? You all right? 
It wasn't none of that. Why did you yell at the kids? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> or, or, it never or, ends, man. Or right. the other thing. Or the other thing is when I get quiet, everybody, hey, what's wrong? Stop asking me what's wrong. Yeah, it drives me nuts. Well, are you okay? What's wrong? Did I tell you anything was wrong? Stop asking me. <laughs> and then, well, why are you getting mad? Because you keep asking me this. Yeah, I know. Don't get it. It's a no win. Dude, it's a no win. I'm telling you, man. Barrett, you tell some tall tales, man. But that story right there had my side hurt, man. That was the best <laughs> one yet. What's what 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 do you mean tall tale? The fact I'm that a- they they took your food, I enjoyed it immensely. <laughs> I wish I could have been there to see it firsthand. But yeah. but D gun, yeah. you don't understand really what just happened that's two sets of food that i had my mouth watering for two sets that my mouth was all watering for that i went downstairs and it was not there and it will happen again and again and again it's, it's and not again. cool though it's not cool though because it's not that's how kids think man it's how they think oh and then you know, as i'm going up the steps my other daughter comes down and says uh did you cook something you know how i cook something <laughs> Now you don't even cook no more. <laughs> bruh. 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 I, I like the, I'll ask my daughter, like, uh, she ordered food or like DoorDash, the guy, whatever. I'm saying, right. how, did, how did you pay for that? <laughs> oh, don't worry. I, I have mom's card. Oh, like, oh so, you, so I paid for it. I, I paid for that. Oh, so I have this discussion with her all the time. She, she thinks the card is like this magical, it, it's not real money and nobody's right. paying for it. I'm like, right. you understand where that's coming from? Right. The card? <laughs> you know what that means? I'm so glad I'm not the only one that has to deal with this with kids. All the time, man. man. Oh, and then, no, correction, grown kids. Grown kids. I'm so glad I'm not the only one who deals with this stuff, man, because I'm the bad guy. I don't care. I'm the bad guy. Yeah. So. It doesn't bother me. A package will, will arrive like it does every day. And right. It's either my daughter or my wife. I'm like, see, the difference is. Well, see, the difference is whereas Baird will address it right then and there, I bite my lip and just turn and walk out. Because yeah. if I say what I want to say, then I got to sit down and listen to the white $5 lecture. Yeah. On why I have to take a different approach. <laughs> hold and on. I'm man, thinking, what, hey, they grown. Hey, right, hey. Hold on. Hold on. Look at this. What? Retone, man. Barrett. The tone, man, tone. How does it feel to be a pawn in your household? <laughs> right. That's exactly that's exactly what I feel. Exactly. Touche, tone, touche, touche, touche. Let me squeeze this in before we have to get out of here for this segment. Uh, Andrew Painter in the first inning hit 99, 98, 97.8, 97.8. Uh, wow. His first yeah. outing. First inning, yeah, in his first, first outing in the first inning. Jeez. So he had to say it one more time. Uh jeez, I just pulled it. Right, hold on. Uh, Are you oh. kidding me? Ninety-eight. Right. Yeah, he hit. He hit. Okay, where is it? Ninety-eight, ninety-nine, ninety-eight point nine, ninety-eight, ninety-seven point eight, ninety-seven point eight. Come on, man. Come on. Pretty man. good, right? Pretty good. Now, uh, and this is why you got to be careful because he's nineteen. So the second inning. Took him 29 pitches to get through it. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, 29 altogether he threw. But the second inning, Twins hit some balls hard because he was throwing a lot of heat. Uh, he ended up uh, three straight batters. Uh, they ended up getting they they scored a run on him. So he he was uh, he was good, not great. He had a great first, and then you know, but this is good. This is what he needs to do right now. This is this is how you get a feel for what the big leagues are. 
and you got to change things up and do all those kind of things. So that was, uh, yeah, that's what it looked like for him. But he had all it all it's exciting that he's out there. He threw two innings, which is what they were you know, intended. I mean, they can mold that. They can, you know, I mean, just just the just the mere fact that we have that type of heat down, yes. you know, in in Triple A ball. That, I mean, that to me, I'm I'm good exciting. with it. Yeah, it is exciting. You know well, the fact that if if, if the who they playing the Twins right now? Yes. If the Twins were hitting hard shots off, that means a lot of his stuff is coming right down the middle, which means he's going to have to get some movement on that fastball. You right. know, um, because if it's coming right down the middle, ninety nine is right in a fastball hitter's wheelhouse. Yeah. You don't even have to take a full swing and punch it a long way. So he's got to get some movement, and they'll work with him on that. The kid's nineteen years old. Yeah. You know, they'll work with him on that. But you know, you look at some of the best fastball pitchers. Man, they go corner to corner on the plate. You don't yeah. know where, you know, inside, outside. You know, but once he learns how to to to, to make that pitch a little bit more deceptive and, and movable, yeah. man, that kid is going to be elite. You're talking about somebody going to make some serious money. As long as he doesn't have arm issues like uh, Strauss ended up having down in Washington. Yeah. As long as he doesn't have any arm issues, that kid's, this kid's future is golden. Yeah, he went two, uh, faced eight batters, allowed two well-struck singles and a run in the second inning. Uh, got a fly out uh, and a double play to short. So that's how it ended. So that was his uh, his uh, his outing today. Uh, Nick Cave hit a home run, two run shot for the Phillies. He he's an interesting guy. He, I think he might be he might be in the running for uh, for one of the outfield spots. Nick Cave, he's been around mm. a little bit. He actually made a really good defensive play over the weekend where he threw a guy out at second uh, from, from left field. So anyway, that's the way that looked. Uh, the Flyers have figured out that they need to be sellers. Uh, it only took, uh, you know, about 15 years for them to decide that. So the trade deadline is Friday at 3 p.m. They have lost seven of eight. They were 23, 28, and 10 on the season. Uh, it is careening to a halt this season for them. So. Uh, we'll see what happens by Friday, but they they should make they should do uh, everything they can to make significant changes on this roster. And if you have to go into a mm. tank, go into a tank. It should have been tanking all year, actually, but that's kind of where they're at. Uh, remember, they started off pretty decently, so that's it. That's where they are. Uh, that, that's uh, that's all she wrote for those two things. We come back. It is Sixers time. Uh, we are going to talk to Mark Jackson from NBC Sports Philadelphia, former Sixer himself about the state of this team after two straight losses to uh, to the Celtics uh, of late and then the Heat uh, in their last game. So we will get into all that with Mark when we come back. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, we're Sports Take, Jacob Sports, YouTube Network. All right, let's talk about identity management from Razor Technology. Yes, with cyber threats like ransomware on a seemingly endless uptick and the risk of a breach or data loss higher than ever, the need to know just who is accessing your networks, systems, and applications is mission critical. Identity management from Razor Technology is a holistic framework of policies, technologies that lock down access to the right users and only for the right reasons. They deploy cutting-edge solutions that identify, authenticate, and monitor access across your entire IT system. Razor Technology determines how users gain an identity in your system what roles they need to fill, and enforces access controls with network protocols, digital certificates, behavioral analysis, and secure authentication methods. Talk to Razor Technology today to learn how identity management can reduce the risk of a data breach while avoiding costly errors and downtime due to lack of access. Contact Razor Technology today at 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, 
or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. All right. Hour number three. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis hanging with you. Smash that like button if you could, folks. We certainly do appreciate uh, if you could do that for us. We're going to be joined, uh, hopefully momentarily, by Mark Jackson from NBC Sports Philadelphia. We'll talk a little Sixers uh, with Mark as they are in Miami tonight and then uh, in Dallas tomorrow. So that is a tough one-two punch, but we knew that going in, guys. This um, this month of March is challenging for them. 17 games in 31 days. Uh, 12 of the first 15 are on the road. Four sets of back-to-backs. So uh, not not going to be easy right now. And they're they're kind of you know they took a couple shots, couple couple a couple shots, and they're just sort of 
you know, kind of seeing where they're at right now after uh, after the last two days, last two games, and they lost to, to Boston and uh, and of course the last one to Miami, and they get them again tonight. So we'll see how that shakes out. Should be interesting. That's 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 really how you have to look at it, man. Because I I can't see them not being um, like the word midway through the season. You know, right. um, I still have faith in them. It's not blind faith like I had in the last year. I'm a little bit more reserved. But I do think they have an opportunity. I think that Embiid going into this playoff um, season will give us a lot better mm-hmm. of an effort. Not necessarily that he was lacking, but more of a um, an upbeat effort. He always gives effort, but more of an upbeat effort instead of a moping effort. You know? Yeah, he wasn't happy with not winning the MVP last year. All right, so let's let's dig into it. Uh, looks like Mark is up and ready to rock and roll. Uh, if you get a chance, check him out. NBC Sports Philadelphia does an excellent job on the pre- and post-game, as well as halftime with Amy Fadul and the coach, Jim Lynham. And first off, Mark, congrats uh, on your boy, man. Uh, Catholic League Championship the other night for the uh, – for your Roman squad. Good good for him, man. And, and what was a heck of a game on both the girls and the boys' side there at the Palestra at the uh, at the cathedral. Yeah, it was a good game. You know, I have two sons on Roman Catholic. Okay. So let's not let's give them both. Uh, yeah. Jackson, who's a sophomore, was a starting uh, uh, low post player for him. And my, my son, Sammy Jackson, who's a, a freshman guard, comes off the bench for him. So I have two sons who won that championship. And the ironic thing about it, a statistician ran up to me after the game. I was like, do you know what today is? I said, no. It's the 30th anniversary of you and the head coach winning the championship in this building in wow. overtime as well. Oh. Like, holy cow! You said like yes, sir. So that was that was crazy when he ran up and told me that. So that was crazy stat. That's wow. awesome, man. Is it hard for you? You played obviously. You played at the highest level. You were a great player in high school, college, the, the whole night. Is it hard for you to watch? Like, is are you, are you nervous? How hard is it to watch the kids play? Because you can't control that, right? You know, you can't control what happens with them when they're in their journey, but you also are aware and see how can I best help them. So I'm in the ear a lot. We go, we work out a lot together um, in the weight room as well as on the court. So we do those things. I have three sons and all three of them are incredible basketball players. Good answer um, thing. And we work on a lot of stuff together. So I can't do fight their battles for them. And, you know, I'm also being a father, but I think I look at it more as also being a father, but also – actually being an advisor, being a coach, like how would I help them? How can I help in this situation? So it was stressful. It was, it was a stressful situation of watching them out there, but I'm also a proud father. So, you know, but when, when lose a draw, I just don't love them to death. Yeah. Are you a verbal dad in the stands or do you sit on your hands? You know what? I'll be honest with you. Like at first I was a very quiet person, but now as a game, I'm not coaching them. No, I never do that. Right. But I'm like, I'm communicating from the side. Watch the back. Pick it back. Your ex. Watch it. Like, I'm, I'm that guy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, or I'm, I'm always, I never give my son instruction. All I scream is eat. All I scream is eat. Like, I want you to be a dog out there. I want you to go after every rebound. I want you to get a loose ball. I want you to make sure you do your good. So, all I scream is eat. That's not necessarily rebounding. That's not necessarily scoring. That's just having an impact on every single play. Mm-hmm. I need you. I need you to be in uh, the next session game, and I want you to tell Tobias, eat. That's what I want you to do. Eat. <laughs> I want you to be out there telling them all. You know, uh, I need. I need you all to eat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It, it's really uh, pissed yeah, me yeah. off now, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. But you know. <laughs> well, let, let's go there, Mark. I mean, because and look, I was on the hey, give these guys a chance. This is a new year. 
when they beat Memphis, I felt like there was something different there. Uh, and then, and then you see some of the bad habits creep in against the Celtics and then the heat the other night. Um, where do you think they are right now as a team? You know, so if I, it, it's, it's interesting. So one thing, you know, this person, uh, uh, this person said, I'm Mr. She, she called me Mr. Philadelphia. She said, you are Mr. Philadelphia because you're touchable. And you have conversation with people daily on the street and they ask you the same question. I'm always making sure I'm honest. You know, if you actually, and people are the same people I see on a daily basis in Center City, the same people I see, they ask the same question. You still like to see, you still like to see. A month ago, I, I would always say, it's hard for me to pick to pick things that would make me say that wouldn't I couldn't see the team going to the finals. And today, a guy asked me today, as I was training, like, did you still feel that way you felt three weeks ago? And I was like, now I'm scratching my head. And let me tell you why. I still like this team. I think we need scoring. We need we, we have scoring. We need defense. We got guys to get stopped. We need um continue to give people easy opportunities to get some buckets. We have that. But one thing that all that I resonates to me is we lose Boston in a close game. We lose to Miami. Yes, we beat Memphis, but Memphis hasn't been great the last 10 games. I don't know what they record's been in the last 10 or 12 games. They haven't been in Memphis at home. Right. No disrespect them. They just haven't been flowing like that. So when you, when you lose to Boston, when you lose to Miami, you say, oh, that's okay. There's good losses. There's good teams. That's true. They're good teams. But we're supposed to be a good team. How come we can't get that win? How come Joel, the first time, is not making that basketball in the game? How come the shot that Jimmy made the other night? How come James didn't make the shot? How come it's okay for us to lose these games in these fashions? When I feel as though it should be us winning them in those fashions. And I'm not the one who to be different when a playoff comes. When you play against a certain level of competition, a certain a certain a level of how to get the win should come to the forefront. How come we're not getting those wins? How come it's okay for us that oh we lost that game because hit him hit a great shot. But why wasn't that us hitting that great shot? Oh, we lost that game because Jimmy hit an acrobatic shot. How come that wasn't us winning that game? So, like, do I pick us to win the finals now? I don't. And I can't pinpoint what it is, but I'm we're not getting these wins that I would like for us to get. Do we have a good team? Absolutely. Do we have a lot of pieces we need to win? Absolutely. But we need to bring it together. We need to bring it together now. Mark, let me ask you this. When you have the the final stretch of a schedule like the Sixers do, the the toughest schedule down the stretch, how difficult it is, is it mentally and emotionally to get up for every game? I mean, you're you're only human, and basically, if you look at the final twenty something games they have, all of them have playoff ramifications in terms of seeding. Now, you and they've got a stretch of back to back to backs you know, 12 or 15 on the road against top better competition than what they played before the all-star break. Doesn't, isn't there ebbs and flows in terms of how you can mentally get up every night for games? Let me tell you how I think differently. I like the fact that it's like that. Right. Because you have no excuse to not get up for games. Right. You know, when you play it against a good team this day, two bad teams, or excuse me, mediocre teams this day, playing against another good team this day, your mind can wander. But for me, when you're constantly playing against the elite of the elite every single night, it sharpens your skill. I'm a big believer in iron sharpens iron. I'm a huge believer in iron sharpens iron. So if every single night I'm playing against the elite team, then my mind can never go. My, mm -hmm. my focus can never worry. It has to be consistent 
It has to be top notch, and it makes you a better club, and it makes you prepare for what's about to come down the pipe when it's a seven game series. Well, let me ask you, I'm going to ask you this then. All right, so in saying that and looking how this team is um, put together, and is Tyrese Maxey in a position where he can continue to be a guy that comes off the bench? Because his numbers, when he comes, I understand why they do that, because he can eat with the second unit. But he has the most punk or point production when he's on with the starters. Where is that in his development, you know, especially this year? Because they're going to need him in the worst way when you got Tobias Harris getting two points and, and, and Deontay Melton, you know, Deontay Melton, six points. You know, they're going to need him to fill it up a little bit once we do get into the playoffs. So where do you mean, is he where he's supposed to be right now? Or would you start him or keep doing what he's doing right now? That's a little question, my man. But let me tell you like this. I think he's where he needs to be right now. Okay. He needs to come off the bench because he really can't eat like he should eat when he's in a starting lineup with James Harden and Joel Embiid. He just can't. Like, you know, my biggest complaint as a starter is that he would score in bunches where he would go up and down the floor and not be involved in offense three, four, five plays in a row. And then he'd get it and he's now uh, downhill four or five plays in a row. Then he'll go back to not being involved. It, it was too, it's hard for players to stay in rhythm. Like for Tobias, even though Tobias' numbers have been up and down, Maxi out of the lineup, starting lineup, helps Tobias get more touches on the ball. Is he being effective as he, he's been his whole career? Absolutely not. If you were to ask him, he'd tell you, I haven't been myself absolutely not because I was hard for me to get in the flow. We got two ball dominant scores in James Harden and Joel B. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, you got to find a way. You got to find a way. And the reason why Milton and PJ Tucker's in the lineup over Max because it gives the buyer <clears throat> an opportunity to be more involved, to get going, whether it's a catch or shoot, whether it's a put the ball to procreate, but it gives an opportunity. Now you put Maxie in there, that's just too much guys. got too many guys that have to touch the rock. That's why I like Maxie off the bench. And I'll tell you this, people can talk about how great Jay's numbers have been, how great Jawal has been. But listen, Maxie needs to be consistently going downhill every single play. He gives this team another aspect of scoring. He gives this team another threat. The way he scores the ball is not in the even flow of the game. He creates opportunity by being a one-man fast break by or makes a miss and pushing the ball and able to put the other team on a hill because he's downhill. He's 150 miles an hour in a lane that's rented zone for 65. That's why Max is so important. That's why he has to be consistent. If he's not getting 20, he needs to be shooting ball 20 times every game. Mm-hmm. Mark, wow. here's the question I have for you. And I, I understand why Doc's doing this. You know, Melton gives you more defensively, and you could have some real shortcomings with, with Harden out there and Maxie out there. I get it. Believe me. But do you think about switching this up at all and, and throwing Maxie back into the starting lineup and Melton off it? Melton's not giving you much offensively. I don't know if he's hurt or he's just falling, hit the wall, whatever. And then it might be a way to, to get Maxie more consistently going. Do you, do you try to switch things up at all, I guess, is my question? So, if, you know, we all want to be sideline quarterback, our coaches, because we yeah. think we know everything when we're not in the trenches. So what would I do personally? I'll leave it just the way it is. And let me tell you why Melton is Melton up and down. We don't need Melton to give you 20 points. We don't need that. The reason why Melton's in that lineup is we don't need that for We need that for Maxie. Melton's main objective is to be a defender out there, to give us miscellaneous things. 
Maxi has a much bigger role than that. He has a greater role to play for this team. We need his offensive ability. We need him to be a spark. So for him being that lineup, he would start to fluctuate and have to even flow like Melton's having, like the Bayern's having. We can't afford for Maxi to be that. Maxi has to be a score five. He that has to be consistent. It can never be games where he's not in the flow offensively. It can't be games he's shooting four times like sometimes Tobias has. We cannot afford for Maxi to do that. That's why Melton's in the lineup. That's why PJ Tucker's where they are. Because we can afford those guys to focus no matter what defense is our card. We need more energy. We need more defense to stop. We need more presence defensively. And that's why PJ Tucker and Melton's in that lineup. Mark, give me one player that really just frustrates you on this team. When you look at this game, you're thinking on both sides of the court, why aren't you doing this? Why haven't you done that? Give me, give me one player that might fall in that category. Well, you have to forgive me. None of my none of the players frustrate me because I played this game. So, okay. as you know, as a professional athlete, you can't say a player frustrates you because okay. they're doing their job. Ninety nine point nine percent of people in the world can't do their job. Mm-hmm. They don't frustrate me. But if I have to pick a player, I would like to see if you have a better season. It would be Tobias. Okay. It would be Tobias because people and I know and here's the here's the problematic situation. You're judging your contract. We can say whatever people say whatever. Oh, it's about this. No. Players in sports are judged on their contracts. How great you are, it's also about uh, where you're getting paid at that determines how we judge are you really great or not. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing with Tobias. Me personally, I know it's hard for Tobias, but Tobias is not a catch and shoot guy. That's her kind. That's other guys. That's not Tobias. Tobias has never been at his entire career. So now he's trying to adjust to a role that he's actually struggling with. And We've seen that struggle coming once we bring in James Harden. He's like, man, we got too many uh, too many cooks in the kitchen right now. And he has to adapt. We've been trying. Has it been flowing as well as we would like it? No, it's not. Could it be better? Absolutely. So I would like to see Tobias get more opportunities. I'm big on this. I'm big on no matter what. You can never go out games. You only get four or five shots a game. That just can't be. Now, P.J. Tucker can. Melton can. But it should never be a game where Melton or PJ shoots the ball more than Tobias. It should never be a game where he's only shooting single digits, uh, getting shot at them. That's unacceptable. I don't know if that's maybe as a coaching staff, we can formulate ways to get him touches early or get him touches consistently, but that can never be the case, ever. Because I know we have James, we know we have Joel, we know we have Maxi. But Tobias is that missing link to me. That if you have a fourth guy, to me, we look at this team top to bottom. He's the fourth overall option offensively. That's not bad. That is incredible. But because of his contract, we are saying that's still not good enough. Mm. So, but for me, I want to see Tobias get, get more opportunities on a consistent basis. If he's not getting touches, hold on, stop. Let's run this little set to get him something on the post up. That's going to say to get him some little ISO situations here off of, off of, on a weak side. He has to manufacture ways to get him going. If he can't find ways to get him going himself. Well, let me ask you this, man. I, I just saw this last game. James took the last shot. And I was good with that. But my cohorts, you know, especially Rob, Rob was like, well, why didn't uh, Joel take the shot? He's right there in the basket. And I'm not even talking about the, the play before where he got a shot blocked. But mm-hmm. I didn't have a problem with having James shoot that last shot. I think that's going to build – and be better for him going into this playoffs because now we have two guys that can finish the game. You know, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. James being a, a finisher. 
boom. James is going to finish his whole life. Um, so when we got James, we have more options. Okay, so we all know this. We all know that. We all we all know the game. We know basketball. We know football. We know it all, right? But we know something. The more options you have in crunch time, the more it's harder for a team to defend you. Yep. And that's why we go back to we know before James, we always knew Joel was going to get the ball. We always knew that. We always knew Joel. Now you got James. You guys are always like Doc Rivers can kind of sit back and say, you know what? Okay, who has the better matchup? Whoever who has the matchup at that time? Like I've, I've seen Joel on numerous occasions in crunch time step back and just give James space to do what James does. And I respect that because Joel could always be that guy. But he doesn't think he has another closer on his team. So we, we take that down and out. We say, why I'll harp on the importance of Tobias. During out the course of the game, the more guys you have to give you just different options to score the ball, the harder it is for a team to defend you. That's why I say it's so important for Tobias to get going. He don't have to have 20 points, but he darn sure can't have eight shot attempts. That can't happen because it gives the team more opportunity to be successful. So in crunch time, you know it's going to narrow down. It's not just narrowing down to Joel and B to be a closer. We have two. And I'm going to tell you this. A big aspect of being a closer is being able to hit foul shots. That's very important. We have Joel and we have James that are both closers, but they both are incredible free throw shooters. And I think that's so underrated in today's game. What for, for those of us on the outside looking in, what are some of the little intricacies we should look closely at for the rest of the season as they continue on this journey through this? Some little things you need to pay close attention to when a ball gets kind of stagnant, when a ball is going James Well or James Well, where's the bias? I'm talking about when Maxie's not on the floor. Where's mm-hmm. the bias? Right? Where's the bias? Has he go three, four, five times up or down the floor and not touching it? I'm not saying that's that he scored the ball. But having an opportunity to put the ball in his hands and for him or somebody else, that gets him in the flow. Pay close attention to times where Tobias is not involved in a play for four straight plays or five straight plays. And then when he gets the ball, watch how much more, watch how difficult it is for him to really score the ball when you've been sitting, or not necessarily sitting, when you've been standing for five straight plays, then all of a sudden you're trying to get it create because you don't know when the next time you're going to get it. So look for that because I think that is going to be a problem. That's a problem to me now we have as a team. And I think that's going to continue to be a problem until we can find a way to get Tobias consistently involved. And like I said, I mean involved. I don't mean for him to score the ball every single play, but I mean mm-hmm. for him to have an opportunity to feel the ball, to get into the rhythm of the offense. I think that's something we have to pay close attention to from now to the playoffs. Mark, what distinguishes this team than, than say, a couple of these teams that have been bounced in the second round in your estimation? Like, what, what, what do they have that can get them past that hump that they haven't been able to get over? Well, the first thing is no more freak accidents. Right. No more freak accidents. You know, I really think when playoff time comes, he's not going to like this. I think we should isolate Joel. You know, only allow Joel to walk when he's on the basketball court, pick him up, put him in a in front of the plate, put him to his dinner. <laughs> Go to the bathroom and shower with him. And then we play him and we put him back on the court. He's not bubble wrap him. Yeah. Yeah. Period. I think no more freak accidents. I think that's the key. I think, but I I really believe when I'm, I know we lost the Boston guys. I know we lost the Miami. I look at this team. I 
I don't fit now. I, I'm about to say the fear word. In a seven-game period, and I, y'all know me, I'm a Philly guy. I never have been a homer. I never will. But Boston made a big move bringing in another stretch five. That was a big move. I know Al Harrington, I mean, uh, Al Horford got hot last game. I think it was five threes, four or five threes. Mm-hmm. But I was not, I love him. He's not going to do that consistently. But when they brought in, um, oh, what's his name? Move, move, the, the stretch five. Muscala. Muscala. That's another stretch five who is a consistent shooter. So that worried me. And then uh, another thing that a team did that nobody's talking about is Milwaukee bringing in Crowder. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he hasn't played this year because he kind of have a, a, you know, a, a deal with Phoenix that he just go home and wait and trade you. That's a big move. That gave Milwaukee another sh- score. I mean, I score a defender, a long wing that can hit the standstill three. So teams are bringing in these floor spaces, and they already have Brooke Lopez and Portis, which are also now three-point shooters. So now everybody's goal, people can say what they want, but everyone's goal is to get your wall away from the realm. Everyone's going. So now with your one on that rim guard, with that rim guard guys, it leaves the lane open. I know we've lost those games, lost those games, but I don't really fear these games. Can adjustments be made? Listen, I would go in a street fight versus any of these teams, they 76 I really believe we have a shot. I really believe that now that shot depends on Tobias getting involved consistently and Maxi getting involved consistently scoring the ball. Well, all right, then there, there it is then. So do we have enough in in in, in Doc? Can Doc Ooh. Rivers? Can he do it? Did. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can he do it though? Can can he can he coach these guys up to get them where they need to go? I'm gonna tell you this. Maury and Elton Brand put the pieces there where it needs to be put. And they just said, man, we gave you the pieces, what you gonna do with it? So is Doc good enough? Absolutely, he's a champion. He's top 10 in the NBA in all-time wins. He's been around a block and stuff. But the thing is, can he gel him in time? There's no more excuses. Last year we got James with a season, but no, no, we've had a whole season now. This is the season, all the pressure's on Doc. All of it. And Doc's my man, I love him. Sam Cassell's my brother from another mother. But the pressure's on them. More than only anyone in those uniforms playing on that court. Mm. Okay. How much do you concern yourself with the with the rebounding issues, Mark? Uh, they are not a good rebounding team. You, you saw the way the game started last the other yeah. night. Nine straight offensive boards for the Heat, man. Can't and have it, that. It's Can't been an issue it. all year, and some of that's yeah, one, but some of it is they just don't rebound well. I agree with you. And what I don't care how great a defender you are. I don't care how great of a defensive team you are. But Re, uh, defense ends when you get your rebound. And if you keep, I'm a boxing fan, right? So if you keep giving up offense rebounds, it's like you and your opponent is in the ring and you're evenly matched. But you keep absorbing body shots. Eventually, you're going to get you're gonna get your legs with how you're going to get walked in. That's the same with the Sixers. They play great defense, but they give up the offense rebound. Eventually, it wears you down. Eventually, it tires you off. So by the time that, that seventh, eighth, ninth round, you were just physically beat up from taking those weird shots. That's the same thing with getting them off pitch to rebound. It's so important to understand. You look at a lot of great teams that, or a lot of teams that had a player who was a top five team in the NBA in rebounding or has a major inside presence. 
a lot of times as the wrestling team, you just stand and look like, oh, he got that. And you don't give that slight bit more effort to rebound when you have such a major impactful play on the court with like Joel and B. So a lot of times you don't go, you mentally, you don't think I got to crash a glass. No. But if you look at some of the more undersized teams that don't have that, that, that huge size presence, you look at a lot of teams that just have smaller and they rebound the ball, they know they have to do it collectively. They don't have a seven foot one, 280 pound gigantic person who they can rely on. They feel they know it has to be a group effort. And that's the, re- that's the reason I think the Tennessee struggle on a rebounding because they see we have Joel Embiid who's massive. And Joel Embiid is so massive, like, oh, he got it. No, he doesn't have it. That has to be a collective effort by everyone. All right, Mark, staying on that defensive theme, how much do they need to improve on their perimeter defense? If you look at the, ba- the last two games in particular, the opposition's having way too many wide-open looks uh, beyond the arc. Yes, and unfortunately, that's not going to improve because okay. now the game is trending them more threes. Not saying the okay. six is not going to get better, but I'm talking about the way the game is played. Right. Everyone's going to be standing around the three-point line. That's why, respectfully, the marginal teams in the NBA, if you look at the loss, winner loss records at the bottom of the, the donut bowl, is because they have guys on when they shoot the ball. So you yeah. always have a chance to get back in the game. I think I think that now the trend is a lot of people say, oh, the game is fixed. How can a team be up 20 and lose that lead? Because of the three-point shot. And everybody's bringing in more shooters, more shooters, or guys are working on the ability to shoot for three. So they always have a shot. So with that being said is, you can't have three-point shooting while having a, a one or two players that can force a double team, that can force help. So the reason why the Sixers are struggling so much guarding the three is, we're playing some teams with elite talent on the other side. So you got Tatum, you got Brown. When one of those guys gets to the paint, you have to bring help. So then they kick it. And then guys are rotating the helm, but down the ball's constantly moving. You're already behind the eight ball because you couldn't keep that one player from forcing a double. Now you're in a scramble mode. So that's something we have to improve on. We have to improve on one-on-one defense, keeping guys in front of us, because that will prevent them from getting many open looks from the three. Mark, what do you think tonight, man? Uh, do they bounce back against the Heat? They got the Mavs tomorrow night as well. The, the tough one-two punch here. No rest for the Larry, brother. Yeah. No rest for the, listen, this game to me. If you think about it, you think about it. The way we lost to Miami, we want to hurry up and we want to play them. We don't want to respectfully. We yeah. don't want to play the Lando Magic now. Yeah. We don't want to play Oklahoma City. We want to play Miami again. Mm-hmm. We know we should have beat them. Mm-hmm. We need to get them back now. And I love that we're playing them again right now. And then they say we got arguably maybe the best backcourt in the league with Kyrie and Luca. Mm-hmm. So you want them. Can we bounce back? I think we can. Should we bounce back? We should. Do we need to bounce back? Absolutely. Not necessarily for the win-loss, but for us minimally. Yeah. The yep. win-loss starts here. No we question. lost to Boston. We lost to Miami. We're going to lose Miami again. Now, that's set a precedent. Like, maybe we may be not as good as we thought we were. Mm. And then the pressure starts coming. And once that pressure starts coming and you start questioning yourself, everything falls apart. Mm. Mark, uh, okay. great analysis, man. We, we love appreciate, having you on. And, you, and we appreciate you, and, and we enjoy your work on NBC Sports Philadelphia with Amy and, and Coach Lineham. And uh, keep up the good work, my man. We will we'll keep checking you out. Tonight's a, see you tonight, uh, bro. See you tonight. See you tonight. Yeah, yes, Barrett will see you there. appreciate you guys. Be good, good, man. Thank Thanks, you. Mark. All right, take care. Yeah, Mark Jackson does a great job, man. Joining join us from the club, from the health club, man. And we, we love that he, uh, he hops on with us there. Uh, Talking Sixers. All right, let's come back, guys. Uh, we got a couple things we're going to hit in the open talk. You have a question 
for us, uh, I actually coached Terrence. Who do I think wins tonight? I think the Sixers win tonight. It uh, feels like a Sixers win in my estimation. I didn't even look at the line, but I think they win. I'll pull it, let me pull up the line while we're, while we're doing this, actually, right now. Let's see. The Sixers are – it's, it's an even line. Barrett, yeah, you have the Sixers winning too. It's an even line, which is telling me something. It's a Sixers game tonight. Sixers game. Yep. All right, we'll come back. Uh, chat section questions. You have a question? Throw a question mark up there, and we will field them. Um, and I got a, I got two things. I got a goofy baseball story and something that's right in my wheelhouse in addition to birthdays and movies. Okay? We'll do all that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Derek mm-hmm. Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Right back. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers, go for the hit, and the hits. Go for the stakes, and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. All right, welcome back. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network on this Wednesday. 
All right, I got to hit you guys with this first. You know, Pluto, Pluto is one of those streaming services channels, uh, Pluto. Uh, Pluto is launching, beginning today, a 24-hour, seven days a week, 365 days a year, Rocky channel. What? Rocky movies <laughs> all day. I may never leave the house again. It's very possible. Yes. Bro, that, you, 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 you definitely... You know what you're watching. Yes. Now. It's not sports. It's that. I'm telling you, if, if I'm unprepared for the shows coming up, you guys will know what's going on. Man. <laughs> Which means I've, in the future, I expect to hear five to 10 Rocky lines per show. Correct. All right. And I'll pull out some trivia on this dates. Yes. <laughs> so that was, that was music to my ears, man. I, oh, I know well, what I'm doing for the next 10 hours today. Yes. I, I, have, I have Pluto on my channel system. I've never watched anything on Pluto. Bro, I thought I you were talking about the planet or if it's even. That's what I thought. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you anything about the channel, but now I'm the biggest fan of it. So it's right, uh, right, I'm right, like, right. Yeah. I thought you were about to give us some kind of astrology fact or something. <laughs> man. Bro, I, I can't name all the planets. Fun. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. There used to be nine. Aren't there eight now, according to the latest science data? Well, Pluto, to say Pluto might not. Pluto's be gone. Right. Yeah, I think one of those that I just named is 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 right. bye bye. Moon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Moon now. So anyway, I thought you'd enjoy that. All right, questions. Chris D has one. Uh, if the Sixers bow out in the second round again, what are the chances? What do you? What chances do you think are for the Sixers to offer Mark Jackson? Mm. Uh, I think Mark could absolutely be a coach if he chose to. Yeah. He knows the game that well. I think he'd be a great big man coach too. Right. Specifically. Uh, I don't know that, you know, he hasn't, I don't, not to my knowledge coach since he retired. So I don't know that he'd be offered anything well, by the He team. coaches his kids. He coaches a league, you know. Yeah. AAU. I think he coaches. Yeah. yeah so he has that. He, I, I think he'd be a, an absolute great coach. Yep. Um, he won't be a coach simply because like you just said, it's his kids are right at the, uh, you know, the the he wants to watch them play. Yeah, they, they are all studs too. I mean, yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah. So he he would rather do that than do it. He could, there's no question he could be a coach in the NBA right now. Not really necessarily a head coach. Mm-hmm. He could be a Cassell uh, uh, type of player that you know comes yeah. in and, and you know plays the big man and shows the big man what to do. Because he mm-hmm. he's phenomenal, man. Watching him when I saw him uh, working out um, some kids one time. And, you know, what he was teaching them, what getting them going, you know, and he doesn't yell. He doesn't raise his voice. He just knows how to get the best out of them. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that's a, there's an art to that, man. Uh, yeah. Gigi, what's your favorite Rocky movie? It's one for me. It's one. How about you guys? It's absolutely one all day. One. Hmm. Yeah. I would say three. Clubber Lang. The Clubber, Clubber Lang's Lang. good. What do you, Clubber what Lang's do you, good. what do you predict? Prediction? Pain. That's what I say. That's what I say. Anybody ask me. What's your what's your relationship like with Barrett? Pain. <laughs> Pain. Mine has mine has to be when he goes to Russia. Oh, that's oh, uh, yeah. that's four. He trains there. He trains there. That's me. That's yeah. Drago, that's all time Drago. right there. Yeah, Drago. Drago. What was that? Drago. What was that one? That was four. That, that was, was Rocky four. four. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Three was Clubber. The first two are Apollo. He fights Apollo. Then it's then it's Clubber Lang. Then it's Russia. Five is awful. I I admit five's awful. Tom, what's his name? Tommy. Uh, Tommy Gunn. And then you know, the story about that about Tommy Gunn. No, yeah, about Tommy Gunn. Oh my God! Well, Tommy Gunn, he was a he was a boxer for real. So my boy, he's from Kansas City. So my boy knows him. He was real tight with him. Played tight end for us. And I can remember we were going up. We were going to go to play in Nebraska. And that Friday night inside the hotel, 
uh, somebody ordered the fight. So it's like it's like 15 of us all in this one hotel room because we're playing Nebraska. This is where in Kansas State. Yeah. Nebraska. And you know, he's hyping this boy up. You know, this is this is this is my brother from another mother, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, and we gotta play a game the next day. We gotta play yeah. against Nebraska, you know, our our, our our heated foe, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nebraska was was the number one team in the country at the time. We're balling. I'm about to go against Trev Alberts, the number one Ooh. defensive player in the country at the time. Okay. I'm hype already. Man, we watching this fight and he lost. In fact, he got his ass kicked. Uh-huh. And dude started crying. And Al's my dude, but he started crying. I was really? Like, yes. Yes. Oh my god. So you know, I at the time, you know, I was real silly back then. I was real silly. He never I, heard the end of that. Yeah. Oh, he still don't hear the end. I, I still bring the story up. He deserves it for crying. <laughs> Come on, man. You don't cry. But that was, yeah, that one was bad. I thought Rocky Balboa was good. And then I actually, I haven't seen the, the new one that's out, but I like the, the two Creeds. I thought, I thought the Creeds are good. I think Michael yeah. Jordan was awesome in the Creeds. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he he was. directed this one, the one that just is coming out now or just came out or whatever. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I, I hope, I hope it's good. I hope it's good. I'm sure it'll be, I'll be able to check it. It doesn't matter if it's good or not. You're going to watch it. I'm watching it. No, man, I'm a total sucker for it. <laughs> that's true. All right, this was pretty funny yesterday. So uh, the Orioles and the Pirates in, a, in an exhibition game. So the game, you know, the the home the uh, home team had the lead. Top of the ninth, they have the you know, they they the game end the third out. Typically, the game ends right. There's no reason to play the bottom of the ninth if the home team's winning. But both teams decided we want to get further work in. And the managers convened and the Orioles and the Pirates both agreed, you know what, we're going to keep playing. And the umpires are like, oh, you are? Well, we're out of here. We did our job. (laughs) Bye-bye. The umpires rolled and you had the catchers calling strikes and balls. It was like like if you played pickup baseball as a kid. What? They kept playing the bottom of the night to get pitchers in there and get some batters or some hit with, with some extra at bats. And all that kind of stuff. That's cool, man. That's Isn't that great. Funny? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's great. That's crazy. That's you don't great, see that man. much, man. No, I'm you sure. don't. You know, they man, I'm surprised the guys wanted to do it. I, I really I, am surprised. I'm, I am too. I give them props. Those guys wanted to get some work in, man. Bro, I can remember back in the day we lost when I was in high school. We lost. Oh, our coach made us sit out. We we had a scrimmage. After we got our ass kicked, we had a scrimmage. Right after the game, we scrimmaged each other. Right. I'm like, what is going on? What is happening right now? We're literally out there scrimmaging up. We don't know who's on what team because we all got the same jersey on because we just got through playing the game. We scrimmage. And, oh, by the way, we were at our sister schools. Um, I went to McClure North. We were at McClure's Field. Okay. And we stayed there an extra hour and scrimmage for an hour at their field. Ow. At their field. The it was a hour, game. man. Oof. Yeah. Crazy. That's a long time. Crazy. That is a long, long time. All right. Let's hit some birthdays, and then we'll get back to the Eagles and some of the comings and goings with the birds. All right. Um, first, Justin Bieber, Derek's favorite, the Beebs. He is 29 today, the Beebs. He said the Beebs. That's your guy, the Beebs. Uh, he's 29 today. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o uh, is 40 today, actress. Uh, From Black Panther. Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah, twelve years of slave, black yeah, twelve years of slave. Yep, 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 yep. A lot of, a lot of, us. a lot of stuff. Uh, Ron That's Howard, right, us. Yeah, us. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, Ron Howard, uh, great actor and director in his own right. What a career, man! Better It'll always be Opie time. Taylor to me, bro. 
I, I can't believe he's 69 years old now. It's Jeez. just I still see this little innocent face on Mayberry RD and all this oh. stuff, man. Yeah, man. I, I just, going fishing with his paw. Yeah, that's what he yeah, calls Paul. 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 Epi. Epi was a pain in the ass, but Paul, you, oh, you she got, was. You got through it. Yeah, you She survived. was a snitch, man. Yeah, Why was she, she was. always snitching on him? Yeah, man. man. Like, it, it, she cooked a nice date meal, but she was a pain. Right, in the ass. right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, uh, Kesha, the singer, is 36 years old today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frederick Chopin, the composer, was born on this day in 1810. Javier Bardem, who was one of my favorite all-time characters in yes. uh, no, no Country for Old Men. Yes. He yes, he yes. is. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yep, good in that too. Really good. Uh, the Cheetah, Tyreek Hill, is 29 today. Yeah. Uh, Jamar Chase, 23 today. Man, he's only 23. Isn't that crazy? 23 years old. That's crazy, man. Oh. Uh, Timothy Daly, the, the uh, actor, is 67 today. Wings. He was in Wings. Yep, exactly right. I love that uh, show. That was one of my favorite shows. That was they, his... they never left. They never left the hangar. I don't they know were always they... in that little area. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You and never saw brothers... their houses or anywhere Right, else. right, 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 right. And both brothers always hitting on the blonde. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, Roger Daltrey, lead singer of The Who, is 79 today. Uh, Alan Thicke, the, the actor, uh, was born on this day in 1947. He's actually can sing for real. His dad was okay, but he can sing for real. Man, Robin Thicke is singing. Oh, Robin yeah. Thicke can sing yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Alan sang the uh, theme song for, um, I think it was either or he wrote the Different Strokes theme song, and I think he sang the. Uh, he wrote the theme song for uh, what was the show? The uh, superhero movie, wasn't it? Facts of Life. I think facts he wrote of the Facts life. of Life, and he sang the. Uh, I think he sang the Different Strokes theme song. Anyway, Jeez. yeah, Different Strokes. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Miller, the band leaders, was born on this day, nineteen oh four. Chris Dude, Weber. Do you know his story, Glenn Miller? Not no. really. Not not. You know. Particularly. Okay, so you know he was uh, a big orchestra leader. Yeah, he was like the biggest guy during his yeah. of his day. Yeah. He enlisted. He enlisted in one fashion of the military. He was declined, I believe, because of eyesight issues or something. He was finally accepted into the army. And, and he still had a band in the army. They would tour all over Europe and stuff like that. So he was trying to get from London to, to France for a gig. And he was worried about they wouldn't get there in time. The flights kept getting canceled because of bad weather in France. So he, he him and a, not the band, but other some other people take an unauthorized flight. The military didn't even know this. this what is this plane called? A, a, C, a UC-64 plane. A big, they didn't know the plane was missing until two or three days later. He took the flight. Somehow, somewhere, the flight goes down. They believe it was human error, mechanical error, and weather. Supposedly never been found. Oh, damn. What? They never found the plane. Uh, it was like 40 years. He was 40 years old. And they never found it. Never found him. Oh, my God. Stuff like that. Yeah. I didn't know that. And he was in the military at the time. He was in the military, yeah. Wow. wow. Okay. That's a great story. I mean, it's not great for him. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, hey, great story. No, I didn't mean <laughs> Yeah, that wasn't. It didn't come out right. <laughs> interesting, interesting tidbit there. A better, yeah. better way to put it, I guess. All right, Chris Weber is Chris Weber's fifty today. Yep. Uh, see what Fab Five. Fab Five. Uh, Robert Conrad was born on this day, nineteen thirty-five. The actor. Yep. Catherine yep. Bach uh, in nineteen sixty-nine. Uh, Dude, speaking of Catherine Bach, real quick, I'm working my first job in a business, and the area I'm in down in California, it was big for rodeos. So one of the towns there was called Brawley, and every fall they would have what was called the Brawley Cattle Call. 
and they would have a parade down the main street in El Central California and everything. And Catherine Bach was like the guest. She was the, the, the main attraction to ride in one of the cars and stuff. So we had this little wimpy GM, dude, little skinny dude, had breath like a dragon. And he's standing, she came into the <laughs> lobby one day and he's trying to put the moves on. Can I take you to lunch? And she's oh, being polite. Wow. No, that's okay. I, I, I've got to think. Well, you know, if you have time, I would love to sit down and just chat. No, I don't have, I don't have time. And I'm thinking, man, please let it go, dude. I can smell your breath way over here. Yeah, and you would have no <laughs> shot anyway. You, you ain't know? got no shot, bro. Just let it. And she, you know, back in the day, oh. in the mortal words of Rob Ellis, oh, she, she was strong. She was strong. Yeah. Day, oh, she, she was Daisy Dukes, strong. right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Um, oh, was that her sister or something? No, you're right. There was, she was Daisy. Yes, yeah. she was. Wolf. You're right. Yeah. Yep. Um, swear. Well. All right. Uh, Harry Belafonte is 96 years Still old. Guy still around, man. Um, Mark Paul Gosselier from uh, Saved by the Bell, 49 years old. Uh, Pete Roselle was born on this day, former NFL yep. commissioner in 1926. You know, I didn't know. He never played football. He, he played basketball. I didn't know that, man. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Harry Carey, the, the great mm-hmm. – uh, Long time Cardinal yeah, White Sox Cub, uh, 1914. Harry was born. Yep. Hey, guys, got any other birthdays? I'll hit movies if you don't. Yeah, oh, I, got, uh, I got plenty. Okay. Booker T. Booker T, T the, the wrestler. wrestler. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, 58 now. Jeez. Yeah, 58. Don Lemon from NBC. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's uh, 57. Mm-hmm. Um, Steven Davis. Remember running back, play for oh, the Yeah, yep. oh, yeah. the Washington Redskins. Auburn, yeah. right, I think. You did. And yeah, and then he was a fourth Michael, round pick. What I remember most is when he, he had he had did something with his leg, he was had crutches. And he said something to Westbrook, the receiver from uh Colorado. He jumped up, turned around, and punched him in the face, was punched, bam, bam. And, it, and they recorded it on TV. They were in practice and they recorded it. And he got his butt whooped in front of everybody. Uh, the cameras and everything. So his mama saw him get his butt whooped like that, bro. So <laughs> nah, that's what I remember most about it. And then um, just, just I always try to you know end with the local tie. Yeah. Uh, Mike Rozier. The oh, yeah. Rozier. Yep. Heisman yep. Trophy winner. Um, he turned sixty-two. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, you also have Ron Francis, uh, one of the best centers to ever play oh. hockey. I covered him. The Penguins won those back-to-back Stanley Cup championships. Great he's player. 60 today. He's now the general manager of the uh, Seattle Kraken. Yeah, he is. he was um, a great player. Unbelievable player. Uh, Eric Stokes, who's Green Bay's first-round draft pick a couple years ago, is 24 today. Thomas Hollywood Henderson, 70 mm. years old today. Mm. He's a linebacker. Zach Snyder, Justice League, Man of Steel, 300, Watchman. He's 57. Oh, by the way, he's from Green Bay, Wisconsin. What's his <laughs> name? Zach oh. Snyder. Zach Snyder. I don't know if you look this up. Um, Dirk Benedict. Uh, I'm sorry, Dirk Benedict from the A team in Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. He's 78 today. David Niven. Remember that name? Yeah. That old actor. Yeah. He was. Uh, he passed away in 1983 at the age of 73, but he did Around the World in 80 Days, Pink Panther, mm-hmm. uh, Casino Royale. Great actor back in his day. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Okay. Uh, all right, let's hit a couple of uh, movies here. Uh, Monsters Ball in 2001. Oh, yeah. I'm, still mad about, about, I'm still mad about that. Why is that? Why is that? That, Barry? that old kooky old man got him some of her, man. I'm just pissed off. Halle Berry? Yeah, man. And what, what scene are you referring to, Barry? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Billy Bob. Yeah, Billy Bob. Billy Bob. Yeah. Um, 
I wonder how many takes they did on that one. All right, right. I, 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 just, I, I, I didn't get it right. right. Why did I do it again? Give me the lighting wasn't right. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a noise in the background. <laughs> Um, the, I, I, do I even, do I even need to do the Medeas anymore? There's yeah. a thousand of them. There's one every day of the, of the calendar year. Yeah. It's it like is, number yeah, 23. Made <laughs> him a billionaire. Yeah. Medea's family funeral, 2019. Right. <laughs> uh, 2002, 40 days, 40 nights. Yep. It was okay. Um, Jack, the giant slayer, 2013. Not, yeah. not much. Else. Know, guys, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was pretty, pretty weak. Lame. Uh, and Bede is listed as questionable with the left foot soreness now. Uh-oh. Yeah, but this is kind of what it's been for a while here. I, I don't know what's what anymore. But you got – you you know what? It's been a problem all year. Yeah. You've got – as critical as all these games are right now, because they're losing and Milwaukee keeps winning and Boston keeps winning, they're sliding further down into Cleveland ter- territory. Right. But you, you got to rest him. You got to give him a night off every now and then. Yeah, you know when you talk about these back-to-back games and twelve or fifteen on a row, he's got you know. So there's a game or two, he just he's not going to be able to play, man. And it, mm-hmm. the other people got to step up and suck it up against this competition. You're right. No, you're right about that. Um, that's for sure. So the oh, NFL. Oh, let's go. Yeah, yeah. One of those guys. Uh, as part of I guess the exit interviews, end of season, they do these team surveys. You guys familiar with these? Yep. So they basically you get a grade. Okay, Uh, this is a player survey conducted by the NFLPA. Okay, Hmm. so here's where the Eagles rank in these categories, according to their their people, their players. Treatment of families, B minus, tied for 16th. What? That's 32 teams. I'm just telling you what. Yeah, what it is. B minus. Food service, nutrition, A. They're tied for first. I agree with that. Nothing. I agree with that. Tim is a great chef. It's insane. It's insane. Yes. Weight room, A minus, tied for ninth. I agree. Strength coaches, A plus, tied for first. I agree. Health. Training room, C minus, tied for 22nd. Oh. Training really? room as in as in as in the room, but here's what's weird, Barrett. Training staff, A plus, tied for first. Right. They like mm. the staff, they don't like the facility, I guess. Right. Wow. Locker room, C plus, tied for 18th. It's pretty average. Yeah. Even at the stadium is average. It's about, very average. It is. How about this one? Team travel. D, 27th. What? They, they ride a, a regular plane, man. A regular plane, a passenger plane. They don't have, have their own, you know what I'm saying? It's just, well, it's a private plane, but it's a, it's just a regular plane? Yeah, it's just a regular plane, bro. Just like, you know. Hey, you like they, somebody's 6'5", 6'6", 300 pounds sitting in a regular seat, man. That's why they, they got many first class seats. Wow. That's why they got a D minus, man. It's regular plane, bro. It's like what everybody else. Yeah. Oh, you got oh. some teams that that fly you like first class, like Jacksonville, right. plays like that. It's it's like really really nice. Yeah, the the Commanders finished last overall, shockingly, uh, receiving one F, two F my F minuses. Uh, Wait, F minuses for what? I, I don't know. Just overall, I, I don't know exactly. They didn't. Get, I don't have a breakdown of theirs. Uh, wow. Cardinals and Chargers were the next lowest. And uh, Cowboys got the number one seed for the way they treat the families. So that's uh, that's what that's what we got, man. As far as that stuff goes, so well, you know, it's, it, you'd be surprised, man. There's a lot of colleges that have better facilities than NFL. I remember when I went on a, I went on a, a couple of visits. You know, when I was uh, during the process of me going to 
going to the NFL, you know, like I went in, I uh, interviews like private interviews with Kansas City Chiefs, and I can remember being in the Kansas City Chiefs, and this guy named Kirkpatrick, is defensive end my from Miami, he walks in, and what's the guy Pete Summer worked with me, the GM back then, I forget his name, man, but um, he well, walks Pete, Pete was who? I'm sorry, who was he the GM? He was the GM for the Kansas City Chiefs. Pete, was it Pete? Well, I'm trying. To, I forget. I forget who the GM. Okay. Was. Okay. Well, put it like this: He walks in the facility. Was it Lynn? Uh, what's his name? Um, oh God, Carl Peterson. Carl Peterson, not Pete, but Peterson. Yeah. Carl Peterson. Yep. We all walk in together. It's me, Ty Law, that dude, Patrick. You know, a couple yep. other guys. And when we walk in, dog, Pete looks around like, "All right, when are we gonna get to the facility?" And Carl and uh, Peterson was like, "This is facility." He said, "Man, my high school is better than this, dog." Wow. That's what he said to the, uh, the GM. Are you really going to say that? I, I, I he mean, said it to the GM, and Ty Law turned out and said, "Yo, Michigan is ten times better than this here." Damn. Oh. Right. Right. Oh okay. man. Right. Okay. It was crazy, man. It was crazy. So, see, I'm wow. always thinking like these dudes might draft me. I, I want to get it. You know, me I'm not, too. I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying this thing. is beautiful. Thank you. This is great. I'm thinking the same thing, bro. Yeah. All right. Uh, they got that, used to do it. Exactly right. Uh, so, by the way, Friday, we're going to have Dave Zingaro from uh, from the Combine. So, we will talk to Dave on Friday from Indy. Looking Indy forward to that. Boy. Yes. Uh, he's had some great stuff, uh, you know, uh, stories and whatnot you got to check out. But we'll talk to Dave on Friday. All right. That'll do it for us. want to thank Tone to Shields. Great job, Tone. What? Already? Did it seem like three hours a day? No, that's good. No, because you clown, man. You clown most of the time, bro. You just couldn't keep a straight face. Man. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something, sucker. You started it. <laughs> you went like Fred Sanford on him right there. Um, all right. So uh, I want to thank Tone. I want to thank everybody in the chat section, everybody streaming, everybody listening. We do appreciate you guys, and we're looking forward to hanging with you tomorrow as well. Now, don't go anywhere. You got three hours coming up of the National Football Show. With Dan Cilio, he will continue to discuss all things Eagles, NFL, sports in general. But we're looking forward to hanging out with you tomorrow at the same time. So, everybody, have a great rest of your Wednesday. And we'll see you tomorrow. For Darren, for Barrett, I'm Rob. We are Sports Take. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.